The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are live online, PR927FM.com. You can find us on 1250, 930 and watch the show on facebook live and on youtube all of our videos are there on youtube at pirate radio tv make sure you're subscribed so you can check it all out at your convenience we got a huge show coming your way today as we have entered august it is football time ecu practice getting underway on wednesday we got some aac media days coming up on tuesday so it's here folks get ready for pirate football 2021 we'll get you ready for it with ellerby who joins me to kick off today's show in just a moment brian bailey will join us on the fixed nc live line at 3 30 high school football practice underway we'll talk about that his dallas cowboys playing thursday night in the hall of fame game and of course we'll talk pirate football as well with double b ronnie woodward joins us at four o'clock we'll also be joined by the uh, newest triple a prospect for the St. Louis Cardinals. How about Alec Burleson? He has been called up. Uh, the Memphis Redbirds is the AAA affiliate for the Cardinals, and Alec Burleson is now a member of that team, one step away from joining the big league Cardinals. And we're making it a tradition. Every time he gets called up, we talk to him on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. It happened last time. It's going to happen again today as we will talk to Burley coming up at 4 o'clock. Jeff Nadeau will talk about what's going on in the world of sports from a gambling perspective at around 440. And then at 5 o'clock, Troy D. will be here. We'll talk to the head football coach of the Pirates, Mike Houston. He'll join us on the show. So, man, we are packed here on a Monday. Got Chandler Cunny. Honeycut, excuse me. Chandler Honeycut is here. Hello, Chandler. What's up, Clipper? Hello, and Glenn Griffin looking very festive. What's up, Bob? With the um, Aloha, not floral, but it's Hawaiian. Hawaiian shirt. All right, I like uh, it. Looking good. Looking good. Ellerby is here. Hello, Ellerby. What's up, Clip? How are you? I am fantastic. Is that a surfboard on your shirt? It's a Johnny O shirt. Maybe you've heard the Pirate Radio podcast with Chris Knott. Mm-hmm. He kind of runs the Johnny O brand. I've never heard it. Not <laughs> Good one Thank there, you. Clipper. Thank Way you. to start us off. With a, with a, how about uh, Alec Burleson coming back on the program today after his big... He's on pace to be like the MLB commissioner at this point. He keeps moving up the ranks so fast. I guess you go player, all-star, MVP, manager, commissioner. Uh, maybe ownership. Maybe he'll own the Cardinals and then move on to be the commissioner of the league. But, man, that is so awesome. I know some friends that are going up to Durham to watch him play against the Bulls this week. So the Redbirds play the Bulls. What what are the days on that? It's at least Tuesday. My friends are going on Tuesday. So it's, uh, you know, I don't know if they do it like the Wood Ducks where they play the same team six games. Um, I think that's kind of how they do it each week. They play the same team tuesday through sunday i think i said the red bulls yeah you said the bulls durham bulls will play the red birds if they merge here if they merge it would be the red bulls (laughs) that's got it here it's uh wednesday through sunday tuesday is a is a five game set 
No, it's Wednesday. It's not on Wednesday, Tuesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, huh. Sunday. Maybe it's I, Tuesday. Maybe oh, I, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't read. It's Tuesday. It, there is also a Tuesday. Burley is getting into Durham at, uh, he said, around 3 o'clock. We'll talk to him around 4 o'clock. So if you want to see uh, some Burley ball, you can head west a little ways. And it's I right. wonder, I think I just saw the news that Evan Krasinski, who was also on the Redbergs, got put on the uh, seven-day DL. He, he got injured over the weekend, or he just, or he's, I don't know, injured, so he's not on with the team. So it could have been an opportunity. But also, Sean Armstrong That's right. is with the uh, Bulls now because he got traded from the Orioles to the Rays, and the Rays are the AAA affiliate for the, uh, the Bulls are the AAA affiliate for the Rays. So a couple Pirates in the triangle. Yeah, we could see a, an Armstrong versus Burley matchup. That would be awesome. In the next few days. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be pretty cool. That would be a lot of fun. So if you're in the triangle, you're watching or listening, get over to the uh, DBAP and check it out. All right. Um, some One thing that's not on the rundown, we already hit Burleson, but uh, Ellery, this came out a uh, about I, 30 I, minutes or so I ago. I added it. Huh? I added it. It's at the bottom of the rundown. Ah, well, let's go to the bottom because we'll, uh, we'll talk about this. Uh, Clemson and Florida State have reportedly reached out to the SEC about joining the conference. That, according to Mark Ryan, who is a program director at ESPN Upstate. Uh, now, he's the only one, I believe, that has uh, come out with this to this point. But it does, it makes me think back to last week when the outgoing president of Florida State said, we consider ourselves a member of the ACC, but we're willing to listen. And, you know, if somebody's coming for us, hey, we'll talk. And if that is the case, Ellery, what what is the end game here? Like, is there even going to be multiple power leagues, or is there going to be one power league? And everybody else is playing with themselves. I'm going to have to get back to you in a minute. I'm going to go reach out to the SEC to see if they want. <laughs> to see if you can leave? See if they want me or Pirate Radio to join the league. So here's what happens. Um, you know, Florida State and Clemson, obviously they already have Florida and South Carolina in the SEC. But those two schools would be a good fit in the SEC. Then that makes me think, is it not only the demise of the Big 12, but would the ACC start falling apart? Because would the Big 10 come for UNC, Duke, and Virginia and start pulling? I mean, like, at what? I mean, they would it, pull the big academic schools. Yeah, the big because, state schools. because the Big 10's high on academics. They only want people of AAU status to join their league. So does that mean that the if Clemson and Florida State fall out of the ACC, does the Big 10 make a run at some of the other ACC schools that uh, we, we have known? And so it, it can get all very interesting and all very dicey here very soon. It sounds like there's a new D1 forming in the, the SEC. Like it's, it's going to be its own champion. They'll have their own playoffs. And the thing, I, you know, the, the thing interesting, I, I actually listening to Pirate Radio over the weekend on CBS Sports Radio, there was a guy on uh, that, that was talking about the, the whole college shift and, and, and everything. And uh, the, he said he, he thought it was unlikely that Florida State and Clemson could leave the ACC because their media deal is through like 2036. The grant of rights with ESPN is quite long. So, I mean, but so that means that's a long time to give yeah. up television money so you know i you you kind of wonder yeah clemson and florida state can reach out but 
if they can't benefit for 15 some years or 14 years off their media deal, then that that's that that prevents a no go. Because the ACC has the longest deal in place of all the conferences. So I found that conversation very interesting over the weekend on uh, CBS Sports Radio right here on Heart Radio. So you okay, Clipper? Uh, yeah. Just got you all choked up. Are you having a cough attack? I'm it, having. I'm getting emotional thinking about them leaving. It, it would just you know I mean if they if if like UNC Duke and all of them went to the Big Ten, then it would just become the Big Ten. Big Big Ten Challenge, right? Big Ten, Big Ten Conference. It would no longer be the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I hope regardless of the amount of teams they have, they stick at Big Ten. I need it. Can you give me a water channel? <laughs> okay. He was he was just staring at you. Yeah. You you didn't get. I don't think you gave the bunt sign. The nonverbal wasn't going very well. You're like, I'm dying. Uh, water. Is someone getting it for him? Troy Dreyfus has you. Oh, that is awesome. Troy D with the uh, water boy. Coming in clutch. <laughs> he, he, ran, he ran for soil commissioner. I didn't realize Quality he Quality H2O. So, anyway. <laughs> Man, it's a new story every day uh, with this, and who knows when it finally all gets settled. Up, oh, Troy Dreyfus to the rescue. Hey, why is here? Well, how many days till kickoff, Troy Thanks, D? Do you, do you know? You want to go ahead and make that uh, big announcement? We need to get his mic uh, on here. I, the, uh, the board is in here. The board, the oh. board was right. I'm going to say 31. Up, oh, Jenny. 31 days and counting until kickoff. Can you believe it? Yes. It'll be here before you know it. Absolutely. Playing all the hits. <laughs> Can you believe it? Be here before you know it. 31 days. Man, time flies when you're having football fun. That's right. Nicely I, done, Jenny. How does Thank it you. feel to have Troy save your life with that bottle of water? I tell you what, I feel a lot better. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I think I'm ready to go three hours now. All right, awesome. Yes. At least uh, the rest of the segment. I'm just enjoying that LRB and Troy Deer in the studio together. Yeah. Wow. Look at this. Bringing it back. This is a throwback. This is a live at five throwback. (laughs) My goodness. When was the last time we saw this? So, uh, Troy, what do you think of Florida State and Clemson going to the SEC? I love it. I love the chaos. I think the more the merrier. I think it helps us if if these big uh, conferences get picked off that used to be untouchable. They used to be the only ones that were doing it to other conferences. I love the fact that the Big 12 is worried. I love the fact that now the ACC is concerned. It's fantastic. The one thing... I, 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 I couldn't be more ecstatic about it. So the one thing with the Florida State-Clemson thing that I find interesting is we've already proven that you know Texas A&M really didn't have much of a say-so of whether they could get Texas in. So um, you, you kind of wonder with South Carolina and Florida... If they want Clemson and Florida State, they're, they're two schools that they already play on a regular basis. So yeah. they, they, they play each other every year. I'm going to say South the, Carolina has no pool in the SEC. But, I mean, you just kind of wonder, like, you know, well, if push comes to I think I mean, all that's out the window. I, I read an article this weekend that said, you know, everyone's assuming, oh, SEC just wants to be the 16-team super conference. They said they may move on to a 30-team a, a super conference. You know, they might have a site where, hey, we're going to form this super conference with as many teams as they feel are worthy of the SEC and, in essence, form their own NCAA governing body in many ways. If they pick off the best teams in the country, let's just say the biggest name brands, and it, let's just say it's 30, that, that is a true super conference right there. It'll be the SEC and everybody else. Maybe they go to 32. I, it's what... It, I think that's the game changer. I think that they are not stuck on a 16 number, that they have sites much bigger. So are they going to do it like the Premier League where there's no divisions? It's just a handful of teams. They play each other and determine their own champion? Now, the structure of how they decide, I don't know. I mean, are they going to play you know, a champion I, outside of could, their giant league? Do they even care about it? I don't think they care about anyone else. I think, I think they only care about the SEC and what they can get. I think once you bust on the other side of 18 teams... 
it, it's wide open. They, at that point, the, the the focus is to form your own league. I mean, they're the cartel at that point. Yeah. They control it all. They hold all the, all uh, the it, Who cares what? They don't have to play anyone else. Do they point. pick up a phone and ask uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and Wisconsin what they're up to? They want to be in the northern part? Uh, yeah. I think it's possible. Maybe they yes. asked uh, USC and Oregon yeah. what they're up to. I do think it is possible. Maybe they do it like the, the soccer is set up. They just play their own league all mm-hmm. season long, have a champion, and then there's some kind of separate Champions League where their champion faces a champion outside of their league. Maybe they pick up a few teams in the NFC East. I mean, at it, you know? <laughs> why stop at Clemson? I mean, but if, if the SEC calls you and you're a university, wouldn't you listen? If you're I mean, Jerry you Jones. You don't listen. You just say, yes, sir. If you're Jerry <laughs> Jones. Saying, they've got enough sway that they can contact whoever they want to, and there'd probably be a lot of teams that would like to play. Now, did you say Florida State and Clemson contacted the SEC or vice versa? They have reached out to the SEC. They, the schools have reached out to the SEC. Correct. Okay. They are seeking to get out of the ACC. Mm-hmm. And also in that interview I heard this weekend, you know, um, not that you know times always change, but all these schools that were in the American right now that reached out to the Big Twelve like five years ago, and uh, they they everybody sent. I think East Carolina ACU was one. Yeah, it, it, we it, sent a letter to the Big Twelve saying and, we're and, interested. And, and and basically the Big Twelve said none of you guys are worthy of joining our league. Correct. And so it's kind of like now it's really kind of like the, the rejections on the other the side. She was it's, on the other. Foot. It's really come full circle. Everybody wanted to date the Big Twelve back then. ECU included. The Big Twelve said you're not hot enough for us. Sorry, you know we're not interested. Now it really has the tables have turned, my friend. It's the Big Twelve and Bob Bowlesby saying it's not fair. Yeah. They're hurting his uh, his businesses. Yeah. He has kind of got his head in the sand. He's kind of ign- both ignoring it and coming to terms with he's it. He's probably he's in a weird space. He's got to be talking to his financial advisor and see if it's close to retirement if you're Bob Bolsby. He's like, oh, I think I, this might be a good here. time to announce, like, I'm going to go through December and then, uh, you know, the search for a new Big 12 commissioner might be a good It's idea. a Big 12! Have they had their media day already? I yes, know. they oh. had it earlier. Unfortunately, mm. it would have been great if it had been coming up. So this happened. They had their media day right before all this news broke. Yes, yeah. the week before. Yeah, it's a shame. This would have been great for the media day of the Big 12. So he could like you put all the ADs together, and they came up with a plan to get out of the league. <laughs> yeah, media day tomorrow for the American. Mike Oresco gets his chance at the podium. He's been silent, you know, working behind the scenes. I'll, I cannot wait to hear uh, his comments oh, Tuesday and Wednesday what if when, with the American media days. What if it's like an Aaron Rodgers unfiltered press conference where he just goes all out, no filter? Well, this is a fantastic conference, and we're going to grab usc and oregon and ucla and michigan and ohio state and oklahoma state and kansas to join the american that's fantastic i'm I'm tired of the big power six we're going for power four which the aac is definitely qualified to be considered as part of that if you look at our strength of schedule and the success that we have had on and off the field we are a power four conference i'll make one guarantee he'll be prepared with his statements and bullet points i love my talking points hey we need to can we tap into that by the way yes with it being media i want to ask a question what time is that going on glenn do you know Tomorrow starts at three o'clock. We got okay. the email earlier. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll do my best to effort to uh, ask a question. I know we got a lot going on, a lot of moving pieces, but I'll I'll try and tap into that thing and see if we can't get a good sound bite from Commissioner Resco. There you go. Coming up uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. All right. Um, you want to? You sticking around, Troy? Do uh, I'm gonna head out. I got. I'll be back with you at five. You need another water? Are you good? Uh, intern Troy is going to take off. I mean, can I get you a <laughs> towel or you know any? <laughs> Snacks. If I need one, I'll M&Ms. signal to Chandler and yeah. he'll stare back at me yeah. blankly and do nothing. <laughs> yeah. 
Look, Brian gotcha. Bailey's in the house. Oh, double P. This wow. Bailey will grab uh, me all, water if I need one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. All, all the big, all the big all names right. are on today. Yes, we do. We got Bailey, <laughs> Troy D, Alec Burleson, Coach Mike Houston. Come on in, B. Bailey, he brought a football. What are you doing? A touchdown Friday promo? Right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Got our first injury of the right, year. Yeah. yeah. We joked with Bailey earlier. We actually had lunch with Bailey, and he's got a, a new, a cool new logo for Touchdown Friday in Channel 9. We said, you, you want to just change it to Touchdown any day? Because remember, it was they were playing games all the time. All the time. During the last high school and football And they probably season. will again. And this so, is the first year you had Touchdown Friday in the spring and fall. Right. I was going to say you should just call it Touchdown Today. Yeah. Welcome to Touchdown, touchdown today. today. We might just do It's not that. bad, actually. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should. Uh, Troy, uh, don't tell WI10 that. They may steal all your idea. Yeah. No, Troy still Who's going to steal it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's out. Sing. Leave on a high a note. A walk-off by Bailey. Claire's the basis. Man, good stuff. <laughs> All right, ECU fall camp uh, beginning on Wednesday. First practice, Ellerby. Yes, that's going to happen. Troy, you can go. Oh, I thought you were taking a break. I, you're going to continue on. No, nah, show yeah, rolls on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll stay with you for We a still second. do a show when you're yeah, not I'll, here. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, <laughs> I'll stick with you until the break. I know it's shocking, <laughs> yeah. but we still are on the air when you're not on. Yeah, it's like, Troy spends 30 minutes saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah, you said you had to go. No, no, I meant like when you take a break, I'll go. Oh, okay. Yeah, we still I'll, got another 10 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. Well, we can take a break. I can come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this ECU this is a cool beat show. Yeah. We have Mike Houston coming up at five o'clock i think mike houston's gonna be your guy on ecu fall camp i think uh that they're you know from what i hear that you know teams a lot of positive energy right now going around ecu football i think too and we'll ask coach houston about this you know just the the mentality of the team they have a different attitude i've talked to a lot of these guys over the uh past few weeks and, and it seems like you know before you know we we had a tradition of losing unfortunately over the last number of years i think they're ready to have a tradition of winning and i think they're the, definitely ready i, I think that yeah. but i think their attitudes changed i think their work ethic a little bit has changed i've talked to the guys in that that you know how hard they're working running lifting doing the things that before you even get to football practice the things you can control in the summertime and how uh in shape this team is i think they've taken the, they've taken it up a level from what i hear we hope so i mean it all comes down to results once we get going there in uh september 31 days from now yes against Appalachian State uh, alright do you guys know who Cam I'm sorry Quinn Ewers Ewers is E-W-E-R-S no he is the number two prospect in the 2022 class uh, college football he is uh, committed to Ohio State he is skipping his senior season in high school to enroll early and become a Ohio State football player so he can take advantage of the NIL. Is he wow. the blonde quarterback out of Texas? He's got the. Uh, I think he's got a mullet. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's who. Yeah, I do know who you're talking about now. He because uh, he. I read a story. He was he was in dis- making a decision. I guess he made the decision because uh, Texas prevents high school kids, I guess, from having NIL deals, and right. he, he can obviously probably go ahead and roll out to Ohio State and start making six figures, right. or maybe even seven. S- stupid question. Um, don't you have to be a high school graduate to be able to enroll in a university? And you might have. 
Has he graduated I, high school already? You know, I mean, it's uh, a lot of kids uh, might have, you know, graduated. Well, yeah, you don't have to because you well, see I mean, all you, these whiz kids who are like yeah, taking college take, classes. If you can, take, no, I mean, if you can take courses, sure. But I was just, uh, if he's going to enroll as a full time student, he's you, already taken his SAT or whatever. He's taking his, his, his entrance exam. I mean, you got in East Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> did you graduate from Raymond's Grove? I'm going to assume <laughs> if he's this far along with, in the process, he's with dishonors. Like the numbers have checked. He's taking uh, care of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, will this, will this be a new move you see by these high-profile guys? I don't think this will be for everybody, but some of these high-profile guys, will this be is this a new trend? I wonder if it's a state-by-state state basis. I mean, like, the Texas has – I know the article I read, he, they have a law there that they can't do that as a high school athlete. So if it's not the case here in North Carolina, I mean, can the quarterback at Conley or Rose this year get an NIL deal? Well, Justin Fields is a Chicago Bear. They're yeah. replacing him. C.J. Stroud, the front runner. They have two backups behind him, so he's going to be, I guess, the fourth QB in the room. Does he even play this year? He probably just sits and gets money from companies. Yeah, he's going to be too busy going to the deposit at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to need to learn the playbook. He's Crazy gonna deal. Out, he's going to be out there doing commercials I mean, for the, car dealers. I guess they're doing deals thinking he will be one day the guy. But yeah. right now he's the four-string quarterback. You sign him early and get him for one zero less on the contract than you would have had to pay when he's the starter. Mm-hmm. And he's going to walk into that locker room with all this cool merch swagged out a 17 year old or whatever 18 year you know sounds like sounds problematic we'll see how it works out uh, for him at ohio state and i think troy this will indeed be a new trend if you're good enough if the school allows it we're gonna see guys skipping their high school their final year of high school to go to college it's nuts i don't know if i like that but i understand the reasons why he's doing it but i don't know i hope that's not a trend all right olympics uh we watching any Zero, nah, still zero I, Olympics. All right, that'll I, be zero Olympics. I got hooked on the uh, women's water uh, polo for a while. I got hooked on women's, uh, the, not not football, but the the other one, rugby. Rugby Sunday morning. Is yeah, there I women's football? That, that rugby, yeah, basically. Rugby. Yeah. But uh, have you seen the kicking and scratching and pulling that goes on in underwater in the water polo stuff? Yeah. Oh, people the, die playing I that mean, sport. They are na- <laughs> when they go to the underwater camera. It is brutal. Yes. What, what those girls are doing. That's very entertaining, though, I will say. It doesn't look like a lot of fun to participate in. No. It looks, it looks like, like you're struggling for your life. Yeah, yeah. it looks like, like struggling. Like, we're trying to drown you, and all that's legal, I guess, as long as it's underwater. The only time they call a penalty on you is you try to dunk someone, like, old-school style. Except they have to call the, you know. the ambulance. <laughs> yeah. The only sporting event I saw other than uh, baseball over the weekend was soccer. Guys, we are the Gold Cup champions, we being USA. Isn't that awesome? The Gold Cup? <laughs> yes, exactly. Is that different from the Conca? This is the Conca Calf Gold Cup okay. that USA won last night. I watched it. I didn't really like the announcers that much. I should have been watching on Univision because here's how it sounded when America scored with about four minutes left to go in the game. Viene Acosta, la sirve, arriba!
Wow. USA! That guy's yeah. got a great diaphragm, lungs. What an incredible way to hold a note that long. That is amazing. Man, the only thing longer has been your appearance on my segment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I miss the good old days. I'm going uh, to play that for Jeff Charles, see if we can get him to break that out this year. Touchdown! Uh, you can yeah. pay this one purple! <laughs> I think it'll be I'm awesome. trying to re- imagine the reaction of like Gus Johnson just broke out that style in the middle of whatever game. Oh, it would not be good. What a call. Yes. Gold Cup. Whatever it is, we want it. So we'll take it. Congratulations. USA. <laughs> you, not a, a Estados Unidos uh, with the uh, the win there over Mexico. All right. Uh, anything else on the rundown? We're done. All right. We're good to go. On the rundown, I ran 10 miles this weekend and did five 10 minute workouts in the F3 Sasquatch. Congratulations. I, did y'all hear about the Sasquatch? I, I could encourage you guys to join. I heard sure. a uh, podcaster 27 yes. on Pirate Radio. Yes, yes. Uh, the, evidently, the marketing was pretty damn good on Pirate Radio because it was yes. a record crowd, I would yes. say. Uh, what did you have? A couple hundred guys? They had uh, 225 people sign up, and uh, people did it across the country, and then some virtually, and then 135 showed up at Town Commons for a record event. Uh, go to F3ENC.com if you want to learn more. <clears throat> that is awesome. About F3. So it was a L- fun event. LB ran 10 miles on Saturday. I slept 10 hours on saturday yes so. kind of all doing everybody's things. getting their work in everybody everybody has their skills yes, everybody right. has their own everybody's got to have their own like pre-camp routine yeah you know i gotta get ready i needed some recovery time but that's good congratulations on that thank you. you put yeah. a lot of time and effort in it it was a lot of fun it was a it was a great team effort by the f3 groups i can't wait to hear the four o'clock interview with alec burleson what do you what, what are you curious to know about uh, his triple a moving up clip when you talk to alec at four o'clock what color are uniforms? <laughs> I don't know. The red We're just going to talk to him about a season. Uh, I, I guess we can ask, and he doesn't really have any control or know anything about this, but you know, when is that MLB debut potentially looming if he plays well? Could it be 2021? Is it more 2022? You know, what, what if he sets the world on fire the way he's been playing the next month and a half? Does he get a call up late? Doesn't September when Major League Baseball expands their rosters where they, right. they can draw people up? Yeah. So maybe that maybe that's a chance. Does he feel like he has a legit shot to play MLB this year? I am curious about that. I think if he has an awesome August, then anything's possible. And the Cardinals right now, let me see what they're doing in the uh, in the Central. Who's winning that division right I'm now? I'm going to say the Brewers are winning, and they are by seven games. So they're steamrolling everybody. Cardinals are still in a wild card hunt. Uh, but they could be, if they lose a series or two, you could see them start to call up some of the young guys and kind of punt on this season. And the Cubs are already punting. They, the Cubs they have they officially everybody. punted. Yeah. yeah. And all three of them, Baez, Rizzo, and Bryant, homered in their first game with their new teams. Where did Bryant go? He went to the Giants. Okay. They call yeah. him Chris Giant now. Nice. That's not, that's not a punt. I mean, it's a it's really good, what they call Good it. marketing. No, I like it. The only one not to uh, debut yet is uh, Schwarber. Though he was, not, he was a former Cub, but not a Cub currently he went to the red sox yes it was a wild uh trade deadline we need to get parker bunch on to uh recap it actually yes. you know what he probably knows as much do you remember as anybody. our last break he, we took with him. he said guys i don't know if you got enough time but i'd like to talk about the trade deadline yeah he so, was. all right let's do it <laughs> you, you know what i think like these kids and, and my son's near the same age as uh, parker is they play the game called the show yeah, and, and yeah. so they get to know the players the, my the son rosters. does not watch uh, that much baseball but he knows all the players yep. and knows he's like oh there's such and a they side. update it now in real time online right. so yes. the rosters are always updated if someone gets traded gets traded in the game it's yep. really kind of cool it's you know early you could be on the show come it, september he oh, could. Yeah. yeah literally they could yeah he already exists in the show 
Yeah, um, Packard's on. Packard, my, Packard's my kid uh, called me over one day. He's like, Dad, come here and check this out. Uh, Brian Packard was in uh, uh, it was, it was in the year like 10 years from now and he was already in the lineup for I think I took a screenshot of it yes. and, and tweeted yes. it I think it was like he was the, on the Detroit Rangers. Tigers oh, he was on the Rangers. Yeah, Rangers that's it Yeah, he had, he had signed a new deal that's how cool that video game is they project who's going to be in the show too but no Parker I had two people this weekend funny you mentioned that clip asked me when Par- is Parker Bunch coming back on the program his, his, his appearance on Pirate Radio Live created his uh, they named a beer after him at Naughty Dog called Hitting Dingers it's a, it's, like it. it's a new logger out there. So go and try that. 13 years from now, he can actually try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Parker Buck's already getting NIL deals. Yes. That's crazy. Forgoing middle his school. Uh, middle school. Yeah. He's, he's forgoing his 12-year-old year in Greenville Little League. <laughs> so he can do an NIL deal. Yes. He's going right. to be appearing at Sub Dogs with Marvin Jarman later this week. <laughs> Ellery, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you. And uh, Troy D, we'll see you at 5. See you at 5 with Coach Houston. Uh, Brian Bailey joins us live in studio when we return. I haven't seen Double B in a while. I accidentally just hit him in the nose, so he might be this angry at me. should be a good me. segment. You would definitely want to jump on YouTube and watch. <laughs> it's it's going to be a fight. Double B joins us when we return after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right. Thank you, Chandler Honeycutt, Glenn Griffin, also producing today. And Double B, Brian Bailey joins us live inside the Pirate Radio studios. Bailey, I haven't seen you in a while. I know. It's been a while. What have you been up to? I've been doing my thing. Have you? Same old, same old. Been working? Been working. Been here. Kind of biding time before we go into full uh, throttle football mode. It's about that time now with high school practice starting i saw you were out there today right i've been to three practices so far heading to rose in just a few minutes and then uh, we've i've had two crews out today so we've got uh, practice from jacksonville havelock newburn white oak uh conley south central aiden grifton rose it's been a busy day west craven later on tonight we talked to will bland had him on the show last week planning to get nate connor on this week start to talk to some of these coaches and then Next Monday, one of my favorite days of the year, Bailey, we're going to Parker's Barbecue yes, for media are. day. Yeah. I'm always excited about that The one. very first Brian Bailey show is preempted because of the Parker's Barbecue for the high school coaches. But we're going to be on Tuesday at noon to kick off a new season. Brian Bailey show back next Tuesday. Yeah. Exciting news there. Bailey uh, and Will Bland mentioned it towards the end of the show last week. Uh, new conference for Conley wow. Rose. Uh, um, and he, he went over it. Who are the uh, the newcomers? Well, well, the newcomers would be uh, Jacksonville, coached by Bo Williams. His dad, Chip Williams, was a longtime coach at Newburn and J.H. Rose, and I think he was at Bertie as well. Uh, but you got Jacksonville in the new league. You got Havelock in the new league. And Havelock and Jacksonville battled for years in their league. Now they're in this new league, and they're both really, really talented. Uh, it's 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 really it, it's a Northside Jacksonville is also in that league. So so who's uh, out? The Wayne County schools? the Wayne County schools basically were replaced by the, the Onslow County schools. And you know 
the the record showed that our Pitt County teams were able to beat on them pretty good. Oh yeah, and now you're replacing them with some heavyweights. Oh yes, you are. I I, I mean Havelock, Havelock lost uh, 18 uh, seniors from from their spring you know team, so they they they'll have to reload and they will reload. They'll be really really good. Alan Wooten is their coach and and they'll be really good. Jacksonville will be really good. I think Rose is going to be good. Conley's going to be good. Uh, South Central. I mean, somebody's got to lose. I know. That's that's what I'm thinking. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> the preseason poll is going to be like one, one tied one, for one. first, yeah, exactly, tied for second. Uh, so. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And the coaches today, you know, to a man, they are all just really excited about being, you know, being back out. You know, the, the thing that I was really interested in is, is because we just played a spring season. You know, we finished up in April and, and the state championships, I think, were the first or second week of May. Yeah, and then and now they're already back at it. But the coaches said, you know, it, it was just so different last year. Like this feels normal. It's August. It's hot. Hmm. You know, it's humid. We're out here practicing and then we'll, we'll go in you know, because you think back to to february when they started football practice and it was you know yeah 25 30 degrees outside when is uh kickoff friday bailey when's the first august friday? 20th okay we'll so the first first friday night uh, two and a half weeks away yeah so we go and um i believe it's next wednesday nate connor told me that tarboro tarboro annually comes to conley and plays a morning scrimmage which is great for me because i'm i got mornings free so i can go to the scrimmage and do a little bit of stuff and you get a chance to visit with uh jeff crowdock at conley and nate connor again at uh, dh conley so they're going to do that again and that's a week from this coming wednesday we said our uh, goodbyes to nolan knight last week on the show saw he's that. heading you off know, i saw Alabama. that when i was on vacation i watched some of that that was yeah. because I, that was kind of funny because he said you guys said something nice about me and i thought well, that's pretty nice i'm on vacation i'm watching the show and this is something nice about me that's we talk right. good about you all the time yeah, bailey except for troy hell yeah except for him uh are you at, at, and it's never a good time i always say this for to lose the number two but heading into football season you know are you you bringing in somebody else to to help out we're or? working on it right now uh you, you know when a job opens like that you, you get you know you get so many you know people that want the job and, and people that think they can do the job but it, it's it's really a different type of job because there's so much that goes into it i mean you have to be able to to be on the i remember when i graduated and i thought i could you know i ruled the world i didn't know a thing and when i got down to channel nine i realized i didn't know anything but uh it, it was a good opportunity for him and uh, i think he hated to tell me about it when he was when he was telling me but i said look you know you got to do what's best for you yeah and so uh, so we'll find somebody and we'll, we'll keep it going. Kelsey O'Donnell's doing a great job for us on the weekends right now, and she's uh, holding down the fort there. She does a lot of things at Channel Nine, so she's done a good job with that. And you know, it's just it's just difficult when you start thinking, hey, we're getting ready to start football, and we're getting ready to, to get into it. So, well, uh, touchdown Friday, back on yep. for another year, so that's exciting. Eleven oh five every Friday night, so it's gonna be awesome. Looking forward to that. That's gonna be fun. Your Cowboys. Thursday uh, night. Dallas football Cowboys will be playing Thursday night in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, the Hall of Fame game, obviously, you know, you, you could almost have a wager how many players of all the players on the field for Pittsburgh and for Dallas, how many will be play, still on the roster when it comes, you know, September or whatever. How many players are we, you recognize the names of right. when you tune in Thursday yeah, night? There over under like eight and a half or something. Yeah. So, uh, hey, look, I'm, I'm going to tune in just to yeah. see some football ball on the television it's not going to be great uh but uh cowboys steelers will play that and then every team will get underway uh next week washington taking on the patriots uh next thursday and they'll only have three games your cowboys will have four preseason games yeah, due to the hall of fame too many 
Uh, I got a buddy who's going. He goes to Canton every year. Uh, Bailey, have you you been? I've been to Canton. I haven't been, you know, for the ceremonies and everything. I right. think that would be the the great time to go. And this would be a great. I, I found out today Greg Pierce is going. Okay, East Carolina. He's, he's a big uh, Cliff the, Branch guy, right? That's his the original '88 or something. Is that right? Drew Pearson. Pearson said. Well, which one's going in the Hall of Fame? Drew Pearson. Oh, so I had the wrong name. Yeah, he did. I thought you were being. I thought you were just saying that to have fun. No, no. Well, who was here uh, last week when I said that's a uh, branch? You're like, yeah, yeah. Somebody agreed with me. So mm-hmm. Drew Pearson. My apologies, Cowboy fans. Yeah, you should you get some angry letters uh, on that yeah, one. I got one typed right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was blasphemy. All right, uh, what else has been going on since you've been gone? The Cubs don't have any players anymore. Yeah, that was that was so disheartening because I really thought they were going to leave them somebody. I really thought I was hoping that Rizzo would stay and then I thought man he probably will go Brian will stay and then Baez and then you know and then I knew Kimberl was going to be gone but you know the only good thing is I have the major league ticket so I can just watch all my favorite Cubs play I just got to watch 18 games (laughs) they're all over the place (laughs) then they all homered in their uh, first game for their yeah. new team. That was crazy. I Rizzo somewhere at every game, I think. Yeah. It seems like it. He, uh, man, that stinks to see him in the ugly, in the other pinstripes, oh, do it? does. Tough to look at. Yeah. All right, uh, Bailey, we got fall camp for East Carolina beginning on Wednesday. We'll talk to Mike Houston at 5 o'clock. Any, uh, what, what are your storylines? What are the position battles? What are you looking forward to seeing coming up this week? You know, I just want to be out there and and be normal again, shoot some video, stay out there and wait for Coach Houston to come over to talk to us. And uh, just really looking forward to all that. You know, when you look at, you know, position battles, I think the defense is going to be so much improved. And I, agree. I, I think that that's going to be, you know, something just to watch the whole defense go at it. And I think the offense, you know, they showed signs that they can, you know, play with anybody in the country on offense and they can just keep some consistency i really think the offensive line is going to be better and that's going to be better for the running game and i think the running game improving is going to help the passing game uh i really think that appalachian state's a really good football team for the first game i think that's that's trouble there as far as i mean your first game goes you'd like to have somebody that you know you go in and get a little beat down maybe on but you're not going to get a beat down on that bunch but you can still certainly win the game i was kind of surprised at the point spread when it came out is it going down i'm looking at it right now it was like 11 and a half last time i looked at it uh we will see what it is at right now as we are 31 days away from kickoff east carolina taking on appalachian state and that line is sitting at 11 and a half right now brown but it started at 13 and a half right yeah it's gone down a little bit like two touchdowns yeah Uh, nc state opening up their season with south florida uh the headliner on that thursday september 2nd bailey is boise state ucf that'll be going on while ecu is playing app state and by the way week zero is still a thing games are going to kick off on august the 28th so later this month uh nebraska illinois hawaii ucla and a couple other games are going to be playing in that week zero which ecu was scheduled to play there last year yeah with Marshall, right? Yeah, they were. And, and, and thankfully, canceled. we've got a schedule that maybe we'll go by this year because you know how it was last year. And it was, it was you know, rumors are, you know, they might not play, they might not do this, do that. And hopefully, I think what Coach Houston said, he's got 122 of 125 vaccinated. That's oh, wow. a great number. I'm interested to see what Mike Oresco says yesterday. Greg Sankey from the SEC said that this year there was no rescheduling, there was no cancel. There's going to be a forfeit, like a winner and a loser depending on who calls this game not to be played i'm assuming like uh, all things everybody's just going to copy the sec and go by those guidelines but maybe mike oresco will have some news on that tomorrow 
with the AAC yeah. media days. And it's very different media days. I think in talking to the guys at the American that they really were hoping to, to get everybody back to Newport. That was the plan. But they just couldn't. They have to prepare you know, so much you know, in advance. And, and they really just couldn't get. And really, when you look at it right now with everything that's going on around the country, you know, they, they, they probably made the right decision to do how they're, they're doing it virtually. So Pirates practice for the first time, and then they'll have media day later on. A lot going on, Bailey. Fun time of the year. Oh, it's a great time of the year. The greatest time of the year. I mean, it's 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 just so much fun to hear from the coaches and, and the, the excitement of a new season. And then we, you know, we get into late August, and you start thinking about that first game. And, you know, the Pirates go on the road to Charlotte on that uh, Thursday night and just kick things off. And then Friday night we'll have I, – I can't wait. And I say this a lot. I can't wait to wake up that Saturday morning and just kind of chill because that's going to be a busy that Thursday and then that Friday. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. But it's just it's just so much fun. I mean, yep. it's busy, but it's not it's not like we're com- we're complaining busy. We just know how how it's going to be, and it's just going to be you know wild to get through that thing. Bailey, uh, we will be at Parker's next Monday uh, for the high school football media days, and then on Tuesday the debut, the fall debut of the Brian Bailey Show. What do you got planned uh, thus far? I think we're going to have some of the high school coaches come on, so we'll just make it a double dip as far as that goes. We're going to have some, and we want to get them in the studio if we can. Uh, and then, you know, because of camp, it's very difficult to get any of the coaches, yeah. you know, before we get into the start of the season. So uh, we'll just have to play that by ear. But we think the uh, first one next Tuesday will be uh, high school coaches talking about, and, and like you said, and I think the name for the for the new conference for Rose and Conley and South Central, you know, they go back to the Big East days, and that I think Is that that's the name, yeah. Okay. Big East, Big East 3A, 4A. So I think that's uh, that's a really cool name. And, uh, you know, that's what it was a long time ago. The Big East 4A, a long, long time ago. Had all these 4A schools, and now we're down to a couple. The return of the Big East with Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. The Big East coming. I mean, what, what a, have you looked into all this mess, Bailey, or are you just kind of sitting back uh, you can't control it. No, so, I mean there's you nothing you can do about, do about it. it. <laughs> but it is interesting. I mean, you guys were talking about it earlier. How it's flip flopped. You know how how everybody wanted to get in the Big Twelve, and yeah. then, and now you know the Big Twelve scrambling to try to survive, and how they're going to survive. I mean, you know they can talk all the talk they want, but if the American offers them a deal to to you know merge, and if if they can be a power five like that they've got to take it with espn's backing right and everything they've got to take it because they got nothing else yeah and some of those schools might be able to you know flare off to the kansas to the big 10 or iowa state to the right, big 10 something, right. like that. something like that could happen for sure and that would be better be better for those teams but and then you gotta wonder some of the teams in the sec like vanderbilt i mean they're like okay well now we got texas and oklahoma to worry about huh That'd be fun. We'll just keep winning. Uh, I don't know the education bowls, yeah. the uh, and baseball quiz bowls, and baseball. Yeah. And there's another story uh, we we have not mentioned today. How about Kumar Rocker right. not being signed by the Mets? This is a weird deal uh, that baseball has. He's not eligible to just sign with any team. He basically has to sit out a year and will be entered back into the draft next year. Yeah, and I read somewhere, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he's not going back to Vanderbilt either. No, he's not. Right. He's going to play, like, independent ball or yeah. something. I don't know. Boy, how would you like to be some guy playing independent ball and you see Kumar Rocker comes to the That's mound. not really fair, is it? No. Uh, so he uh, will be, entered, I guess, back into the draft next year. Crazy yeah. deal there. That's crazy. Uh, Alec Burleson, Bailey, going to join us at 4 o'clock. Wow. How about Burley hey, moving Tell up him right? I said congratulations as well. Yes, because, sir. man, he is, he's, it's been fun with Twitter and the way things work now. You can see the video. You can, yeah. you can go and – 
I call borrow the video and you can use it on the air as long as you courtesy the right folks. And we've had a lot of Alec Burleson uh, throughout the year, and that's that's just great news for him. And I kind of like that it's not perfect. It's still like old school video, oh, yeah. like out of focus and oh, kind of yeah. zoomed out. Something. Uh, I don't know. Something genuine about it. Yeah. It feels good. Kind of yeah. old school. All right, Bailey. Good to see you, hey, man. Good to see you, man. Looking forward to Welcome the fall. Back. Yeah. Welcome back. Appreciate that. All right, uh, Chandler, take us to break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up this hour and get ready for hour two where we, we will talk to Alec Burleson. Ronnie Woodward will join me in the Pirate Radio studios. We'll talk to Burley. We'll talk some Pirate football and more. It's on the way after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back to the show do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com the official sportswear provider for uh, for Pirate Radio for 18 years. Let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. We will talk to Alec Burleson coming up in just a few minutes. Ronnie Woodward going to join us. Got Jeff Nadeau, the big man on campus, to talk about uh, what's going on in the world of sports from a gambling perspective in hour two. And Mike Houston joins Troy D and I at five o'clock. So stick around for that as we'll get you ready for ECU Fall Camp 2021. Uh, which uh, the first practice coming up on Wednesday, so we're uh, we're pumped for that. Um, NBA free agency does it get underway later today, or is that when teams can start to? Uh, well, teams have already started. So the actual <laughs> signing of the dotted line begins later today. Later t- today, tonight. Um, like things can be official. I just saw a tweet that says. Uh, this is from Christian Winfield, covers the Nets and NBA for New York Daily News. And I'm told the Hornets, Pelicans, and Bulls have discussed a three-team deal that sends Devontae Graham to New Orleans, Alonzo Ball to Chicago. I've heard about those two things. Yes. Did you see the Bulls what player comes back to, sh- to that Charlotte? would go to Charlotte? Mm-mm. Is it Laurie Markinen? It is Laurie Markinen. Yes, sir. I love it. Really? Love it. Okay. I don't have an opinion on shoot. it. I mean, he's a big. He's a big who can shoot. Laurie Markinen. And I love. I love. I love the Kai Jones pick in the draft because that's a, a big that can go get lobs. And we, we being Charlotte, added a guard in the draft in Book Night. Book Night that so can play off of Lonzo. Losing Devontae Graham wouldn't be that that's big bad. of a deal. Yeah. I would have liked to have gotten Lonzo back there. That would have been really cool. I don't know. I, what if we two just, balls backcourt? It'd have been so. Aesthetic. Oh, just aesthetically for the, pleasing just for the tweets <laughs> it, yeah it, it, it blew my balls. mind it blew my mind when i found out that kai jones was going to be our pick at 11 initially yes and then book night fell so much that we got him at 11 then we're still able to and trade kai up jones and fell. get and get kai jones which makes me i'm happy for it because i feel like we got what we targeted as, as an organization but at the same time it makes you wonder man are we are our, are our evaluations crap because we we picked both guys that seemed to drop in the draft. Nah, I don't know. I mean, it, you got to question that. 
if other teams were not as high as Charlotte was, then maybe those picks were not great. <laughs> well, we can judge off past history and say their evaluations have been crap. Yeah. Outside of Lamelo, they have not uh, not done well, which was historically. A, a gimme. Um, so yeah, there's that. I mean, the Hornets going into next season are playoffs or bust at this point, right? Like James Morego's yeah. got no excuse not to make postseason. In sure, I mean, you got to be around that. You would hope six, six, five, six, five. six, seven. I mean, we were on the cusp last year being in the play-in tournament. So yeah, I believe that this is a year that James Borrego needs to prove because he's got the the young talent there to make the playoffs. So and James Borrego, I believe this is going to be what his fourth or fifth fourth season with the Hornets. So it's playoff or bust. Sixers, Nets, Bucks, clearly ahead of Charlotte are the Hawks. Hawks. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Heat adding Kyle Lowry and maybe DeRozan too. Are they ahead of Charlotte? Yeah, because they've got shooting. To go okay, that's that. five. Are the Knicks ahead of Charlotte? It depends on what they do. Celtics? No. Wow. Uh, Wizards, Pacers. So, I mean, the sixth spot is up for grabs. I would say six, seven, eight is, is totally doable. Yeah. Uh, so, there you go. All right. Uh, Ronnie Woodward is here. We're going to take a timeout. We're going to come back. We're going to call Alec Burleson, who has moved up. This year, he's already gone from high A to double A. Today, he has gone up from double A to triple A, one step away from making the show, making it to the big leagues. We'll uh, talk about the whirlwind that has been 2021 for Alec Perlison, and uh, he'll be playing in front of a lot of fans uh, the next few days on into the weekend as his Redbirds take on the Durham Bulls in Durham. We'll see if he can hit the bull. Uh, We'll talk to Alec and Ronnie Woodward when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 50,000 followers today at pr 927 FM and then now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Nice stall tactic there. <laughs> Could have drawn it out Flippers! a little. Thank you there. All right, we are back with you. We being myself, Chandler Honeycutt, Glenn Griffin, and Ronnie Woodward from the Daily Reflector. He joins us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Hello, Ronnie. What's up? I was ready to to man the ship there i should have just said ronnie woodward i was ready <laughs> not really but yeah clip saved the day all right uh we are good to go and we have him punched up on the board as alec burleson joins us on the fixed nc live line so when alec moved from 
high a to double a we were able to talk to him on his day off get him on the show we're going to keep that tradition rolling today as alec burleson has once again been promoted in minor league baseball now to triple a and he joins us today on the fixed nc live line alec congratulations man how you doing i'm doing good i appreciate it thank you guys for having me again and not only are you uh you know promoted to triple a i believe you're in the state of north carolina right getting ready for some baseball games yes i just got here uh in durham about an hour ago i just got settled into the hotel and everything so uh, it's good to be back in north carolina for sure Alec, now a member of the Memphis Redbirds, AAA affiliate for the St. Louis Cardinals. And Alec, when these announcements happen, is there any warning? Do you know like the week of, a couple of days prior, or is it just a, a phone call out of the blue? Kind of set the scene for us about how you found out about this. Uh, yeah, so we played a uh, little sort of doubleheader uh, yesterday, a little rain makeup, and then a seven-inning game after that. Um, and after the game, uh, manager, uh, calls me into the office and says, Hey, you're going to AAA. So there's not much, uh, not much notice. I, I think they know, obviously they know before me, but I think they know a little bit ahead of time, uh, so that they can, uh, you know, get travel arrangements and stuff, but no, it just kind of, kind of comes up on you after a game you know you're, you're getting undressed you're ready to shower and the manager says can you come see me for two minutes and then uh two minutes later you are uh packing up your bags and, and heading to wherever you're going so uh yeah it just kind of springs up on you a little bit hey alec what's up it's ronnie um i meant you're uh looking at your baseball reference page by the way which baseball reference is like the greatest thing ever if you have i'm sure you've looked at it yourself which is pretty cool but um 14 home runs at double a i mean what I'm sure you've been asked this, but I mean, is there a way to describe just the power surge you've kind of been on this summer? And um, I know it hasn't come easy, but it seems like it's come natural. I mean, what has that kind of been like at each level to just, you know, consistently produce? I mean, I guess how proud are you of that? Yeah, it's something that uh, I feel like was a knock on, uh, you know, prior to the draft and during the draft, it was a knock and on me about my power and uh, if it was ever going to come around. And, I mean, I, t- I told, I think I told everybody the same thing and that it, it's going to come with, uh, you know, getting in the weight room and attacking the weight room differently rather than being a two-way player. Um, and, you know, obviously it's showing. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely something I'm proud of because, like I said, people doubted it going into the draft. And, you know, I, I'm happy that the Cardinals took me and, and believed in, my ability to rain or to, you know, come through with that power. And, and yeah, so it's something I'm proud of. And, and it's something that obviously was, it didn't come easy. Like you said, and it, it, it was a lot of hard work in the off season. And the, I think the COVID year helped me out a little bit uh, with being in the weight room more, but yeah, definitely proud of it and definitely feel like, uh, you know, proving some people wrong. Quick follow up on that. I was going to ask about the going out of the two way thing. I guess and, and getting to pro ball. Um, has there been any other guys that you've ran across that were in similar situations? Or they they pitched some in college, but now they're focusing on hitting. I mean, is that it sounds like that that's really helped you. And what's that been like to focus on on one thing? And do you get any bullpens in like on off days or anything to to kind of have fun with it or no? <laughs> No, I think that the closest I get to a bullpen is throwing with the pitchers uh, warming up uh, in right field and, and 
throwing in some change-ups and reliving the good old days of being on the mound. But um, no, no, no bullpens or anything, but uh, not not too many guys I've ran into that that did the two way thing. Um, I, I know there was one very similar to me. He's actually on our team. Uh, our center fielder Justin Turner. He went into college to be a pitcher, not even a two way, just a pitcher. And obviously, he's playing center field in Double A baseball for the Cardinals. Um, and, and then we had a pitcher that went into pro ball as a hitter, uh, and, and now he's one of our top bullpen arms in in Double A. So. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a different route going going from being a two way to uh uh you know, just picking one or the other, but um I I think just the knowledge of being a pitcher and being a hitter, I think that knowledge has really helped me out as well. So just just having that background obviously helps me. Alec Burleson joining us on the fixed NC live line, the newest member of the Memphis Redbirds triple A affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals and Alec as you've gone through your your baseball career there's different levels and I mean you go back to like from little league to Babe Ruth from Babe Ruth to high school high school to travel ball you know travel ball to college and then as you make these steps in minor league baseball how much uh, of a a notice have you seen the, the competition you know getting better getting tougher to face because as Ronnie went over your numbers there you've just been on a tear the entire year is it a noticeable level going from high A to double A? And then, you know, you haven't seen it yet, but I got to imagine it's even a, a tougher level when you go double A to triple A when you're facing these pitchers. Did you notice it much uh, high A to, to double A? Yeah, de- there's definitely a, uh, a definitely a jump for sure. The ga- Just the all-around game itself is a, is a tick faster. Uh, just, you know, getting balls in from the outfield. Guys are looking to take the extra base where in – high A, you may have one of those guys in a lineup that will do that where you've got four or five guys in a lineup that want to do that. Um, at, from from a hitting perspective, you know, pitchers know how to pitch, uh, and and they're obviously in double A because they, they've, uh, I guess, fine-tuned their craft a little bit, and, and they know what they want to do, and they can execute it at a high level. Um, and, and then, you know, going to triple A, that's, I mean, that's, it's just going to be even more advanced and they're going to be able to do what they want to do more often. And, um, you know, still going to have the same approach, still going to, you know, try and pick the pitcher's brain on, uh, you know, put myself in his shoes a little bit on, on what I've done in past at bats or the pitch before stuff like that. So my approach isn't going to change too much, but I, I, in the back of my mind, I do know that if they want to do something, they're more than likely going to do it. And it's on me to, um, either hit the mistake if they don't do it or, you know, execute, uh, hit, hit their best pitch. So, yeah, there's definitely been a jump, and I'm looking forward to seeing that jump as well here in AAA. Alec, I talked to Spencer Brickhouse earlier in the season, and I asked him about the, the schedule in minor league baseball this year, and he said he actually liked it. I think he already he had a kind of set day off each week, and then, of course, everybody gets Monday off. How about you? The, it, it seems like a grind, but do you like the routine of playing Tuesday through Sunday and having Monday off? How's that going for you so far? Yeah, I mean, uh, unlike Brickhouse, he's had both experiences of not having the six-game series. He's had, you know, the, the normal three to four, and then he's also had the six games. So, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I like having the one off day a week. 
obviously mandatory, like nobody's playing on that day. Um, it, it's good. You can, you can kind of plan out your week a little bit easier. Um, you know, you don't have just a random off day thrown in there. You know, your off day is going to be on Monday. But, yeah, I guess it's, it's less travel. It's, uh, you know, you know you're going to be home for a week or you're going to be on the road for a week and you can plan accordingly. So, yeah, I like it. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do next year, if they're going to yeah. keep the same format or just go back to, you know, how they did in the, in the past. But I, I enjoy it. Obviously, I don't know any other way, but – um yeah it's i like it i saw a story recently about a a minor league player who i think advanced the level and 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 we'll throw it to to you in your case alec we we say wow alec's moving up this is awesome for him everything's going great but you got to worry about your accommodations uh i guess you know not paying rent on the former place that you had at your your last stop like stuff we don't even think about and i saw where this guy was having issues keeping up with payments for all these apartments that he had going uh in different cities so how about that side of it alec how tough is that to, to kind of keep up with the uh maybe not so fun side uh, of being a professional baseball player yeah so be, being in double a they i was fortunate enough and we as a team were fortunate enough that the cardinals covered most of our rent uh in the apartment so uh and i was actually going to have to move out of the apartment uh a week from today so we were going to move into another apartment uh, just because the leases were up and they did it by the school year and stuff like that. Um, but here, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure the living situations. I'm not sure if they're, they do apartments or hotels. or uh, I've heard they do hotels, and I heard uh, you know we have to pay for them, which is fine. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely stuff you don't think about. You, you just see guys playing baseball every day, but you don't think about the, the other – 20 or 18 hours in right. the field where they're doing what they have to pay for and stuff like that so so going on that in our in the media side of things we love to break down press box meals and whatnot it's a big like sticking point so what's the best like minor league meal you've had like on the road or like whatever in the clubhouse or anything uh i, I would have to say we had a uh, a big leaguer rehabbing in uh in double a and he got us a steak and shrimp dinner one night uh that's probably the best but it, it's that's kind of an outlier i would say uh but i i i mean there, there's a lot of places that ha- had good food and um uh, you know our strength coach was the one that put it all together and uh you know good meal i mean we got i think we got Chipotle, when we're on the road i think we had chipotle three out of six days for pregame meal so that's not that's that's a pretty good deal um so yeah, I mean the, the food. It's I mean it's not high end, but it's also not you know uncrustables and <laughs> awesome. Uh, it's it's pretty good. So. Burley, uh, we keep up with you and and your numbers every day. We keep up with Pack and Brickhouse and and really all the guys even before uh, your time at East Carolina. And now we've got a new crop of pirates in the pros just last month gavin williams drafted in the first round connor norby round two uh the cardinals go after another pirate and thomas francisco seth cadell to the indians so uh have you talked to those guys any of those guys reached out to you and and asked uh, some advice on uh their their first year of minor league baseball yeah i reached out to them uh you know just to congratulate them on you know Obviously, their hard work paid off for them, and Gavin going in the first round was awesome. That was kind of 
you know, him betting on himself a little bit. And then Norby obviously did, did what he did this year and, and that put him in a good situation. And, uh, you know, Francisco, um, you know, texted him a little special just cause he's coming to the same organization. And he finally, uh, he started, I think it was yesterday. He got his first, uh, professional hit. So, uh, you know, happy for all those guys. You know, Franny reached out for some advice just on the organization and stuff, and and uh, Norby reached out for uh, you know just just how how the professional life is and, and just how to handle uh, you know ha- how to handle different things throughout the year. And um, but I mean, I, I would I wouldn't say they they really need my advice. I think they know what they're doing, and I think they. Uh, obviously, I'll be a resource for him, and, and um, you know all of the past guys, Pack, Brick, uh, Wash, will will all be resources for him. But I, I think their talents will take over, and uh, I'm excited to see where they go as well. And uh, Burley, uh, I think you had a decent signing bonus, but have you hit Norby or uh, Gavin up for a uh, a loan? They uh, they hit the bank pretty good there. Well, I can tell you next off season they're going to be paying for a couple of my meals. <laughs> there you go. They got to. We'll go. We'll go to the Rick. We'll go to. I'll tell them to take me to the Rick House. And they All right. Can, uh, give me a too. Sounds like a date. Uh, Ronnie, you're talking about a um, and and Ellerby brought up Evan Krasinski's name earlier. I believe uh, he saw that he was uh, maybe going on the DL, uh, but Burley uh, is uh, Evan Krasinski. Is he a member of the uh, the Redbirds there? Um. So I'm not exactly sure what. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if he's coming with the team because they're they're on a bus right now. Hmm. Uh, so I they're I think they have a 12 14 hour bus ride. So I'm not sure. I haven't haven't talked to him. He texted me, congratulated me, but I haven't. Um, Great. You know, talked talked to him about <laughs> the situation or anything. So you haven't met any of your new teammates, I guess, uh, Alec. <laughs> What was that? I said you haven't met any of your new teammates. This is all kind of new right now, right? Yeah, no, this is this is all new. This is all new, but we're definitely excited. Allie Burleson joining us today on the Fixed NC Live Line. Burley, uh, great stuff, man, and and it's pretty awesome that you're playing your first AAA ball there in Durham. So uh, hopefully you'll be able to uh, see a lot of purple and gold. Some pirate fans rooting you on here the uh, in the next week. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see uh, you know obviously family that are close and, and who haven't got to see me play in person. They they've a lot of them watched every single game on on their phone or on the uh, computer or TV or whatever. But excited to see them and then obviously uh, you know purple and gold travel well. So looking forward to seeing all of them here. Um, and you know I feel the support whether it's through social media or. Uh, you know, reaching out through my parents or, or anything like that. I feel the support, and it's just the cherry on top when they when they can actually come and support me in person. So and, I'm looking forward to it. And final thing, Allie, and again, this is out of your control, and you talked about how spontaneous these decisions are made, but in your opinion, you know, if you keep raking like you are, is there a shot you you get to the big leagues in 2021? Is that more of a potential 2022 thing? I mean, what have you thought about that? And and do you think the big leagues is a a real option for you this season? I I, I don't really know how to answer that. I'm not sure. I, obviously, I'm going to do what I can do and, and control what I can control. And if it works out, then it works out. 
Um, but I, I think that's kind of been, uh, you know, one of my strengths this year is not, not trying to play just to get to the next level, but trying to be the best version of myself wherever I'm at, with, when I was high A and when I was in double A, uh, just trying to do what I can do there and, and let the rest take care of itself. And um, so I don't know uh, if you, if you want to call the front office and see what their plan is, I would, I would love for you to tell me. Uh, but, but yeah, it, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So. Well, what a start uh, to your pro career, uh, Alec Burleson. Now at the AAA level at the uh, in the Cardinals organization, Burley. Uh, thanks so much, man. We talked to you, and it luckily it worked out. It was your day off uh, when you got the call up to AA, and same thing for AAA. So once you uh, get that call up to the show, I'll uh, I'll try to get you on again. How about that? Sounds good. I'll look forward to it. All right, man. There's Alec Burleson joining us today on the Fixed NC Live Line. Just a fantastic uh, year he is putting together at the minor league level and uh, a great pirate, a great guy to talk to, and we are wishing him nothing but the best. Uh, Let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll, uh, you know, give our thoughts on that interview, talk a little baseball, but want to dive into some football with the last 10 or 15 minutes we have left with Ronnie Woodward. Uh, what are his storylines uh, he'll be paying attention to as ECU begins practice on Wednesday? We'll hit some of that when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance for their utility costs. You can make a difference. Your tax deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month or you can make a one-time donation. And GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program today. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Great to check uh, check in and chat. Chack with Alec Burleson. Burleson Slamison. Uh, he is now a member of the Memphis Redbirds AAA affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals, one step below Major League Baseball. And uh, he did not have an answer for me as far as how close he is uh, to getting to the show. Uh, that is kind of out of his hands. The only thing he can control is mashing the baseball like he's been doing all year long. Uh, Ronnie, I don't know. If I had to put a wager on it, I would say – being at the big league level in 2021 is not going to happen. 2022, a more, you know, reasonable uh, goal. But who knows? I mean, if he continues to hit the way he's hit and the Cardinals, we looked at it, still in the wild card chase, they're pretty much yeah. out of the uh, central with Milwaukee starting to run away with it. But if they, uh, you know, once the rosters can be expanded and they want to get some young guys, some big league action – uh who knows could be 2021 yeah and the cardinals i feel like 
this is nerdy completely i know this mainly from fantasy baseball but they call up like some random people like you know they have a history the last handful of years of like who's this guy and they'll they, call like, up teared it up yeah um they you know just different guys i don't know if burleson could be one of those guys and not us but the the greater world to be like who is this burleson guy and he yeah. plays well for a few weeks so um i mean the cardinals are a good organization i feel like they just do a good job with their players so it's even hearing that they cover like most yeah, of the that was interesting expenses as far as your living situation yeah i don't think every team does that no so. you hear a lot of other stories like you said on the other end yeah so he's in a good spot he's doing good he said all the right things now that was that was good stuff Enjoyed i don't think that. a lot of guys are eating chipotle all week yeah that's yeah, true I mean, but that's... could be worse he was you could be in the tough. i know i'm saying that that's a positive yeah you could be in the oakland athletics situation where yeah. you don't get anything I wonder who I thought about asking, but who the player was when he said he was on a rehab assignment. Oh yeah, you yeah. gotta love when one of those guys like, comes in the clubhouse and takes hey, care I of the food dinner. and everything. <laughs> like that, maybe awesome. go out after the game. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so uh, well, let's wrap up uh, the rest of your time here, Ronnie. Talking football, fall camp, East Carolina first practice on Wednesday. We'll talk about it with Mike Houston coming up at five o'clock on the show. Uh, let's start with position battles, Ronnie. Um, i'll throw out a few and then you can chime in on those or throw out ones you're looking forward to okay i'm working Uh, on a story about this who's behind harrison mitchell what is that pecking order like that is something i'm looking forward to seeing yeah the next few weeks uh Uh, you want me to continue on or okay i thought we're gonna go one by one it's up to you um receiver yeah there's questions uh, tight end for sure who's you know what is who's the starting tight end i did find it interesting donnie kirkpatrick said on friday when we talked to him that ryan jones is listed as a tight end but is one of those guys that could be put in the slot yeah could be split out so it sounds like they're going to use him as a, a weapon and maybe not a traditional tight end i found yeah. that interesting and they didn't bring him here to block yeah you know they brought aaron jarman here maybe yeah. to block and be a traditional tight end i think they want to use jones because he left oklahoma because he wanted the ball so you know o-line you know how ready is noah henderson to play you know to be there and what does the o-line look like just overall there's questions there d-line there's questions because there's a lot of a lot of bodies there a lot of unproven guys there i think linebackers pretty sad and secondary, uh, I feel like, is is pretty set as well. Uh, when we went over the DBs with Igo, a lot of familiar names there. So, basically, running backs behind the two you know, tight end position, and O-line, something I'm going to be keying in on. How about you? You hit on all the good ones. All right. Um, pretty no, obvious. But. I literally just wrote depth at running back as a storyline as I'm working on this. But, yeah, I think the running back thing is interesting. And I'll, I'll piggyback because I just looked up this stat – Four different running backs for ECU last year got at least 16 carries. Um, and that was an abbreviated, you know, weird season. So mm-hmm. they, they needed four running backs. One of them was Chase Hayden, obviously, who mm-hmm. is gone. The other one's Darius Penix, who's gone. Um, so I, I don't think it's just going to be the. Ideally, they only use two running backs, but you need to have oh. a third that, that's injury ready. fatigue I mean, yeah game uh, situation everything so i might look more into that to see how many they used the previous year and that type of thing but um that's one i think the running back situation they added in a marshall transfer um joseph mckay is a freshman who they like is really talented he's a freshman he's just getting on campus 
Um, so, yeah, that's one I'm definitely looking at. In the center position, I'll expand on the offensive line because Avery Jones was using the spring as the first-team center. Fernando Fry was hurt. Um, Trent Holler was hurt. You mentioned Noah Henderson. He's back in the mix. So, at tackle, um, they moved around Justin Chase a little bit last year. So, what do they do? To me, it, it starts with Avery Jones. They want to keep him at center. Um, or they want to move him to guard and bring Fry back. Like That's one that I think we'll know basically Wednesday or the first few days what that first-team offensive line looks like. Yeah. Because um, the bigger pitcher to beyond personnel to me is the run game. Um, they finally have – not finally, but they have the horses to do it at running back. If you, if you have a good line ahead of Harris and Mitchell, they are clearly have proven they're talented enough – to have a really good run game and we say it every year when was the last time ecu had a good consistent run well, game thousand yard rusher you got to go back to coop yeah so you know that was the good roughing years basically so i you know the staff wants to run the ball they're, they're not lincoln riley they don't want to throw it 60 times and, and be the complete air raid um the offensive line and the running backs i, I think is a big part of um the preseason of figuring out the the best way to do that is definitely something i'm going to be looking at ronnie woodward joining us uh here as ecu fall camp gets underway on wednesday the first practice and ronnie we've got aac media days tomorrow and wednesday but what is that exactly so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah are you a part of it can you ask questions i I guess i think so um actually i need to that reminds me i was supposed to get an email today that i registered for it and just get an email today of like a zoom link did you get a zoom link i didn't get i don't think i even registered uh, for it i don't know i'm gonna be taking clips and playing them on the air yeah uh and we'll we'll be talking plenty to the ecu side of things i imagine we'll get some statements from all the coaches and maybe select players and i think oresco is given an address at first i am interested to hear what he has to say regarding everything outside of uh what's going on on the field right now I mean, I don't know. I can see both sides. My, my first reaction is they do media days and that event that I went to in Cary and all that stuff's in July. There's a reason it's in July. For There's the, nothing the, going on. Yeah, the coaches' schedules, the team schedules, the media's schedule. When August hits, you know, it, 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 I don't know. It's just different. I don't, I don't think it was a great look overall by the league. Um, they, the, the ACC, the SEC have – theirs on tv and it was all week and it was in july and theirs was like talking early about july yeah. right i like, mean it was it was a few weeks ago theirs was like the week after july 4th yeah pretty much when people like got back from vacation exactly. and it was on espn and it was you know i mean it, it, there's nothing going on it was good job by them which at the time i felt like boy this is early but now that you mention it why not now it's like too late exactly so <laughs> um the other side of that because i've been to rhode island for the american thing I just don't know how feasible that is anymore. Um, the league is so spread out. Where do you have it? Do you have it in Dallas? Um, who's going? I know. Yeah, I it's mean, kind of like the basketball tournament. Like, yeah. I mean, like, just do it all made, on Zoom. It's be a made-for-TV yeah. and internet event at this point. But the the ACC and the SEC, media actually goes. It's called Media Day. Yeah, and there's way more people into it than yeah. the AAC. And geography comes into geography, play. Like, yeah. y- you throw the ACC Media Days in Charlotte, you're going to get the Virginia crew, the Raleigh crew, maybe some Florida, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Clemson, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, 
I was lucky to some extent that the paper sent me to Rhode Island for those things. I went to two of them. We all know media companies are not thriving to spend extra money um, anywhere. So I don't know. I'll give the American the benefit of the doubt because I don't think they could say, hey, we're going to have this big event in Dallas. I don't know who's going, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the schools are so spread out. They're in a tough spot. But but having it virtually during preseason camp in August, I don't know if that's the, the answer either because it's, it, it's tough to fit it in that It's way. a week or two uh late yeah um ronnie we're out of time okay anything bad. else before okay. you leave today so i was driving in y'all talking about the nba trades and stuff mm-hmm. potential trades y'all are talking not about the good ball family player right like the hornets aren't trading away their one good player no, we're not trading away lonzo. lonzo ball is uh who's the good likely well lamello just okay. won Great. the rookie of the year yeah, he's the hornets player and lonzo's good too but he's not. But not the Hornets the real good rookie one. of the year. Okay. Yeah, and then LiAngelo, the third brother, is on the summer league for the Hornets. Okay, he's the. But the best one is Lamelo that they're keeping. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. All right, right. They they are just involved in a three way trade. They would get Lonzo they back. Would, no, Lonzo. Oh, would they get, have Lonzo. Lonzo would end up in no. Lonzo's <laughs> in New Orleans. Okay. He would come through like Charlotte. He would come to Charlotte for a, a cup trade. of coffee to and then go to Chicago. Yeah. Okay. I end up you. on Chicago. I got. You. Uh, <laughs> but they're keeping the one. Yes, yeah, the okay. one good ball we're keeping. He's okay. going to be here until not he's not way. going yeah. anywhere until he becomes a free agent and goes to a bigger market. Okay, until but we're not going to gonna worry about that right now. Yeah, okay. we still got a few year, years left. Because I want right. to, I want to get into the Hornets thing a little bit. They're going to be fun, man. I just got, I got the, the whole ball family confused. Lob City. Maybe they'll get Rondo. Hey, that would be hey. great. I think Rondo should try to just play for every team at this point. I would totally buy a Hornets Rondo jersey. <laughs> I need, I'm in. I'm in if they do that. All right. For sure. Uh, for Ronnie, sure. we'll uh, talk to you next <laughs> Monday. Next Monday. I'll All right. Here. When we return, we'll talk about what's going on in the world of sports from a gambling perspective. Talk some football with Jeff Nadeau. That's on the way right after this. hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Come out to Granger Stadium this season and cheer on your Downey's Wood Ducks. Get your tickets now at woodducksbaseball.com or call 686-5164. We will see you at Granger Stadium for Wood Ducks Baseball all season long. Go Woodies! Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, hour three coming up in 20 minutes. We'll talk to Mike Houston. Troy D will be alongside. We'll talk Pirate football as they get ready for practice on Wednesday. But right now, we'll see what's going on in the world of sports from a gambling perspective. We have the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, who joins us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Jeff, how you doing today? Pretty good, Clip. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. We'll dive into some football topics as it is full steam ahead for the 2021 college football and NFL seasons. But uh, I did. Uh, I thought about you over the weekend, Jeff, because John Means' first five innings bet still works. I played it over the weekend, and uh, that was one that was money for you. His first what seven, eight, nine starts. 
Uh, maybe took a hit there after that, but just letting you know the John Means first five bet for the Orioles uh, is still a thing. Yeah, I, I actually saw that. I was a little skeptical to get back on it after that uh, injury that he had, but I actually, weirdly enough, I've been playing a little baseball here or there. I don't play it every day, but um, I was able to cash in over the weekend on some things. Uh, I do like something tonight on the diamond. I actually went right to the Orioles, and, and I actually took them first five tonight. Uh, I think there's some value on this group. Um, I know Jorge Lopez isn't a guy you love to back, but you know this is a Oriole lineup that really is feasted on left-handed pitching. Uh, Andrew Heaney uh, is a guy I think they can get to. I think it could be a pretty high-scoring game, but you know it's nice weather up in the Bronx, little ballpark. Bombach's ballpark, maybe the Orioles get a couple uh, early here. I think they have probably the better pitcher to me in this matchup, particularly with the left-right stuff. So I kind of like them tonight. Um, Yankees have scuffled. I know they kind of over the weekend got got right, but um, I I think this team is what they are. They're kind of just an inconsistent team. So I'll take a shot that the Orioles are okay in the first couple innings here. All right, big man getting involved in a little baseball as we await football season. Jeff, uh, what's left in the basketball tournament? Are we down to the semis, the finals? We're we're getting close to the end, right? No, we're at the finals. Okay. Tomorrow night uh, is the finals. Uh, So uh, you got – Two teams vying for the million bucks. So yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it, it, the I saw uh, Bayham's army. I've seen them in it every year. I think this is their first time making the finals, right? Yeah, and it's kind of sad that this this tournament. I mean, they did it during the Olympics, which is kind of tough. It doesn't seem that it's got as much fanfare as it usually does. But yeah, it's Bayham's army, who's been a team that's been around for a while, and then you have a team in Team Twenty Three who uh, is pretty new, frankly. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all goes. But, I mean, Team 23 beat, heard that, sideline cancer, who, who went deep last year, beat a good team over the weekend in Blue Collar U. So, yeah, um, I would obviously give the edge to Bayham's Army. They'll be a favorite, uh, and likely I'll bet on them tomorrow night for sure. Uh, let's stick to hoops before we get into football. The Russell Westbrook trade to the Lakers, Jeff, has now put them, I uh, see, the second highest odds uh, right behind Brooklyn to win next year's NBA Finals, followed by the Bucks, Warriors, Suns, Clippers, Sixers, uh, and others, uh, Jazz Nuggets. But what, what do you make of this trade? Uh, and, and, you know, are, are they the overwhelming favorite uh, in the West? And, and what about to win the whole thing next season? You know, I don't think it makes them a whole lot better, to be real honest with you. I, I, you know, look, they still haven't really addressed the fact that, you know, who the hell shoots the ball in this team? I mean, Russell Westbrook's not going to fix those issues. I mean, he's not going to come in and give you 38, 40% from three. Um, they still can't shoot the basketball at the end of the day. Um, you know, is it a, is a sexy name? Sure. Um, does it make them better? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think. Uh, I still wouldn't put them as the top team in the West. And, you know, you got to remember, I mean, as you talked about, the Warriors are going to be better. You still have the Bucks. You still have, um, you know, in both conferences, you still have the Bucks. You still have teams that are getting better. So, yeah, I, I don't I, – I have no interest in them. Um, you know, plus, obviously, we know with Anthony Davis, there's always an injury concern. Um, yeah, for me, it's the Suns. It's, it's the Nuggets. It's it, it, it teams like that. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, uh, you 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 know you're waiting for football season. You're also waiting for soccer season and the Premier League. And I see Premier League gets underway what uh, Friday, August thirteenth. So the end of next week, we'll have uh, some Premier League. How about like Serie A and and all that other stuff? All the other leagues is that all starting up pretty soon here in August? 
Yeah, Syriaga started uh, August 21st, as far as I know. So uh, we'll be back to, to normal there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that will, will be kind of my focus. Obviously, football is very important, but I do bet Serie A, and it's something that I kind of uh, pay attention to and, and, and I'm involved with. All right, let's talk some NFL. We've got some quarterback news here, and uh, I, I saw a name I'd never uh, seen before today, Jeff. Let me uh, let me find the name. It was um, Kirk Cousins, I guess, replacement while he's on the COVID list. What was his name? Uh, Kukas? Uh, did you see this dude? Let's see. Uh, I, did. I, I did. Yeah, Kirk Cousins has some some COVID issues, and uh, yeah, this uh, some guy I've never heard. <laughs> I've never heard of the dude. Uh, played in Northern Arizona. Actually, won the Jerry Rice Award uh, for the Freshman of the Year in the FCS. Case Kukas uh, is his name, and I'd like to think I know a lot about football and, and sports, but. I had never, ever heard of this guy until I uh, saw the Vikings plan to sign him today. Yeah, this is obviously rough for them because, you know, w- when you look at the Vikings, you, this is kind of when and any team, you ramp up your your, your your stuff. You do padded practices, and, and you kind of get more into the swing of things and get ready for fractional games in, in a week or so. Uh, this is probably the worst time. You know, look, I'm going to keep saying this, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to be out of line here. I'm, I'm just going to say something. If Kirk Cousins is, I don't know if he's vaccinated or not, but, you know, if most of these teams are vaccinated, why are we still testing for coronavirus? I mean, what, what is, what's going on here? It, gonna, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah. I mean, and, and what happens is you got to then, due to contract tracing, Kellen Mond and Nate Stanley won't be practicing either. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? Is this going to happen all season? Is this still what we're going to deal with in the NFL? I, I and look, I know it has to do with a lot of the times these guys don't want to get vaccinated, but um, you know, I, I hope they get a bit a handle on this because this is kind of ridiculous at this point. A non-COVID note: We talked about Carson Wentz going to have surgery. Weird timetable on when he'll be uh, ready to come back. Five to twelve weeks. That's like not a lot of time and a whole lot of time. All in one timetable there. Uh, another injury of note, uh, and, and not a big deal, perhaps, Jeff, but, you know, Devontae Smith uh, from the Eagles has a sprained MCL. He's going to miss uh, a few weeks to start preseason football, which begins for teams next week, other than the Cowboys and Steelers, who play on Thursday night. So this is really, like, the worst news time of the year for the NFL, all these uh, these training camp injuries. Yeah, I mean, for Devontae Smith, it, it's, you know, this is kind of the story with the Eagles. I mean, you seem excited, you get excited, and something like this happens. Uh, he's going to miss all preseason for the most part, um, which, again, for a, rook, for, for a veteran, it's not that big a deal. But for a rookie, it, it's it's pretty big. I, I yet a new, you know, new rapport with quarterback. It just, it hurts Jalen Hurts a little bit. It just, it sucks. Uh, as far as Carson Wentz, yeah, I mean, that, that look, that's Carson, man. I mean, that he's always injured. There's always an issue with him. Um, they don't have – I mean, they have a bunch of, of young guys on their roster. There's no significant veteran in the quarterback room there. Um, you know, Sam Ewinger is kind of intriguing. Um, you know, he's a guy that maybe gets a shot. We'll see what he does. But you got to wonder, do they look towards a free agent quarterback possibly? Because this is not just a, a two- or three-week thing. I mean, this is going to be six, eight, ten weeks without Carson Wentz. Uh, he's not going to be there for the start of the season. 
I mean, you're getting into October by the time Carson Wentz is, is available and ready to go. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Jeff, let's slide into some college football. And I uh, know there's a, uh, a team that you have uh, taken a win total on for this upcoming season. You like the, uh, the Hilltoppers in uh, 2021? Yeah, I, I really like this group. I, I'm, I'm getting more and more infatuated with, with the West Kentucky Hilltoppers. I think when you look at their schedule, I think it's manageable. They're actually 10 to 1 clip to win Conference USA wild. I'll gladly, gladly get involved with that. Uh, I think this team is really interesting. I mean, you look at the quarterback coming in uh, and Bailey Zapp, a guy that played at Houston Baptist, had a really formidable career there. That's an offense under Vic Sheely that was kind of that speeded up air raid offense. I mean, they're putting up big numbers. They throw the football. They wing it around. And what's great about this Hilltopper group is they brought the offensive coordinator from Houston Baptist with Bailey Zapp. So they're now going to have that up-tempo air raid offense. Also, this is important as well, Cliff. Very important to what they do. Not only is the offensive coordinator come with Bailey Zapp, but the uh, top three receivers that he had – at Houston Baptist have also all come. Jareth and Josh Stearns and Ben Reslap. So th- this is a team that is going to put up a lot of points. If you know anything about them defensively, they were very stout last year. Uh, and if they can maintain something like that uh, on defense, this is going to be a fun, fun team that not a lot of teams are going to beat. At 10-1, to 1, I am all over them to win Conference USA. There you go. Uh, the Hilltoppers winning uh, CUSA. I'm looking at Marshall as the favorite there, uh, the slight favorite. And East Carolina will face Marshall early on in the season there in Huntington, West Virginia. Jeff, I just noticed uh, Pac-12. Like, you, you go, you look at uh, SEC, Big Ten, and, of course, ACC. It's huge minus money uh, for Clemson. It's minus for Bama, minus for Ohio State. In the Pac-12, every team has a plus in front of their number. So if you like one, uh, you might want to go with it. Oregon is the uh, the favorite there. I think you uh, you like the Ducks, right? You talked about them this offseason, I believe. Um, so what do you think about that? I, I don't I don't really like getting involved in the Futures game much. I know you don't either. Just found it pretty interesting that every team is, uh, is plus money there in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely a little bit more open there. Obviously, USC is a team that I think should be, you know, closer to a favorite with Oregon. You know, Washington's a team that's kind of trendy. Arizona State will be an interesting team. I may welcome back um, Jaden Daniels, the the quarterback. Uh, Pretty good offensive line. Uh, Always a team defensively. That's one thing about the Pac-12 you've got to respect. Defensively, they always are very good. Uh, Teams like Cal and Utah, obviously with Kyle Whittingham and Washington as well. You know, Washington State will be interesting. Obviously, with uh, Jaden Delora uh, in his second season, I was pretty intrigued by him last year in certain games. Um, you know, Colorado, you know, Stanford, who have kind of fell off. But, yeah, this is an open conference. USC is intriguing, um, but, you know, I worry with them defensively with, with Todd Orlando, just not a guy I really like. I would maybe grab maybe uh, Arizona State. They're kind of intriguing at 4-1, to one, but definitely an open conference. It's all going to be about Oregon. Can they get – the production from quarterbacks that um, that that they that they lost last year. Can Anthony Brown take the next step? I think he can, especially that offense should be pretty high flying. Jeff, you you follow it, you dive into it, research it. For people like me, I'm going a lot off of okay, what did they look like last year? What do they have coming back? Well, last year these teams played what three, four, five games. So it's uh, it's kind of sight unseen for these uh, Pac-12 teams for a lot of people. 
Something that that's obviously going to be uh, a little bit more uniform this week, this year. You have a, obviously a, a much normal, more normal schedule. I still haven't got any guidance on what these teams are. They required to be vaccinated or what? I, I it just seems like it's a piecemeal thing. I, I don't I, know exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to say you're required. It is definitely suggested, but I think an interesting note, Jeff, is what the uh, the SEC Greg Sankey came out and said that they're talking about the F word this year, forfeit, not rescheduling games, yeah. not, you know, this game's canceled. There's going to be a winner and a loser depending upon who had to cancel this game. And you know how it is, Jeff. In the American, it seems like we copy what the SEC does. I think a lot of conferences do that. So I think this year, instead of seeing those uh, cancellations, we might see forfeits across college football. Yeah, and I think that's the goal. You know, you want to kind of avoid being the team that has to – you don't want to be the player that a team has to forfeit because of or a couple yeah. of players. So, you know, I know at some schools they're requiring it if, you, if you're a student or whatever, but we'll see. Uh, a team – one other one that I like, uh, Mountain West champion. Um, I played Boise State. Not great odds. I, I kind of – to me, I think they're significantly better than, than the rest of the competition in this conference. I don't think San Diego State's particularly solid this year as usual. Um, Nevada's interesting, but Boise's the top dog. I know they have a new coach, but I really like Andy Avalos. He's always a defensive guy. Um, He's going to bring back that attacking style. I like their secondary. Um, They've got some interesting players. And you look at on offense, this this group's going to score. Whether Tank Buckmeyer or or Jack Sears, a quarterback, both two good options. They've been able to run those guys out in different waves uh, over the last couple of years, and they put up points. They bring back four starters on the offensive line, uh, their top rusher, George Halani, and a really good wide receiver core headlined by uh, by Khalil uh, Shakir. I, I think Boise's really good. They have a tough schedule. You look at right out of the gate, they got UCF at yeah. UCF. Big game. Oklahoma State, but they got Nevada at home in <clears throat> conference, got Air Force at home, Wyoming at home. Uh, so there's a lot to be happy about with this schedule. I think they win the Mountain West. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, love the football talk. We'll keep it rolling on Thursday. I'm going to – I'm gonna uh, look, I'm betting on the Hall of Fame game one way or the other, Jeff. You can't talk me out of it. So give me a direction to go uh, Thursday night when we talk. Uh, I, I don't have one. <laughs> I know, but – playing. I don't even look yet. I think Cowboys and someone else. But Cowboys and Steelers, I, first preseason game Thursday night. I think a lot of people say to me, how do you bet big uh, or TBT, but you don't bet season? <laughs> well, uh, you know who's playing in the TBT. Yeah. You know that they're both trying. I, I totally get that. I'm not saying anybody should. I'm just saying I am because it's football and I'm going to watch it. So well, that's. I mean, And that's why books are billion dollars. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You it's, to do that. Now, I do think, interestingly enough, you always want to look at second, third string quarterbacks in these kind of games. Sure. With the Dallas, with the Dallas Cowboys, Cooper Rush, Garrett Gilbert, and Ben DiNucci, all legitimate options hmm. for deep in games. So, hey, you want them or Dwayne Haskins? That's pretty easy for me. I think I'll, I'll go Cowboys on that one. Yeah, exactly. And fair enough. When you look at defensively, I think there's a lot of kids in the uh, Dallas uh, defense that want to come out and prove themselves. I yeah. think they're pretty good depth wise. So, yeah, maybe lean Cowboys. There you go. I talked him into at least uh, talking about it a little bit. Hey, big man, enjoyed it. We'll uh, talk to you on Thursday. Thank you, Clip. Appreciate it. Jeff Nadeau joining us on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Huge Hour 3 on tap. 
because we're going to make you a winner. Everybody eligible once again, as the slate has been cleared. It's a new month, so you can win a prize inside the booty bag also. Mike Houston, head football coach of the Pirates, going to join Troy D and I to get you ready for the start of fall camp. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories as one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection including a wide variety for ladies and youth carolina caliber will buy sell and trade carolina caliber locally owned and operated since 1960 on fire tower road in winterville let's head back into the pirate alive here's your host clip rock all right thank you chandler honeycutt filling in for shirley Rhodes today glenn griffin here producing as well hour three of pirate radio live got a great giveaway coming up later on this hour and great conversation as well as Mike Houston going to join Troy D and I for the final hour of the show. Troy D, welcome back. Saw you in hour one. Yeah, good to be back. Happy August, Clip Rock. Man, this year is flying by and it is officially football season. It is. Yep. It is here. It Guys is Guys report it's tomorrow. Back. Coach has reported yeah. today on Pirate Radio. <laughs> good to see you, Mike. How yeah, are good, you? Good to be on here. Thanks Doing for good. being, Doing thanks good. For being yeah, here. Yeah, summer's good. done. It's over now. Practice starts Wednesday, so yeah. uh, it's, it's time. We're going to talk about that in detail with you as we preview the 2021 ECU football season. Looking forward to it. A lot of excitement building in yeah. year three under the Mike Houston regime. Well, a lot of excitement in the building, too. I mean, yeah. the kids, the kids, the coaches. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of optimism, and uh, the guys worked hard to prepare. So, All right, we'll break it all down. He'll be with us for the full hour, so don't go anywhere. We'll uh, take a quick timeout. We'll come back. Head coach of the Pirates. ECU football, Mike Houston exclusively here on PRL. We return right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffiths Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive and make up to $1,000 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. And that's it. Hold on now. Let's head back into the show. Here's Clip Rock. <laughs> Everything all right so over there? Got one turnover. I had a little stroke. He's a little rattled. Yeah. I think, I think you Are fumbled. you nervous? The, uh, no, 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 no. The, the production PC kind of messed up on me. Right. So Can't blame the equipment. <laughs> it, 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 just <clears throat> like Troy did that time about his golf clubs. <laughs> now, here's the deal. Uh, first of all, appreciate you filling in for Shirley. No problem. Yeah. We got a next man up mentality here, Coach. Yeah, so, no you got to be ready to That's go. Right. 
when you yeah. get called into duty, you got to be when, you, when it comes time to take snaps, you got to be ready to take snaps. That was that was my. You can't drop the ball on third down, coach. That was my first fumble of the day. Just to let you know. Yeah, but that wasn't a fumble. Did we jump back on it or was that a turnover? No, we got back on. Okay, all right, just checking. Still our balls. Yeah, that's a that's an okay fumble if at least you recover. Jump back on it. We're good. All right, we're good. Keep up the good work, Chan. Thanks. Chandler Honeycutt, Glenn Griffin here. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. There you go. Finish strong. On a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live, Clip Brock, Troy D, and the head football coach of the Pirates, Mike Houston here, a couple of days away from the first ECU fall camp practice, and players reporting on Tuesday. Yeah, they they come in tomorrow afternoon, so, you know, everything's ready. So, uh, just hope everybody has safe travel and uh, gets here and can go and get started. Coach, let's go ahead and tell, I mean, the big question everybody wants to know, uh, how we're going to be and how many wins we're going to have. So, can you just go ahead and tell us how many wins? Y'all, y'all uh, going to be any good? Yeah, yeah y'all going to be any good and how many wins we're going to have. Well, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. So. Yeah, we plan on winning all of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but I, we've, we've talked about that before, but I know you feel this team will be much improved from it where, will be. where you've been before. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, we have so much more depth. Uh, than we had either the previous two years um and you know all those kids that played last year they all come back they're more experienced they're bigger they're faster you know, had a great summer training so yeah there's a lot of optimism before we dig too deep into the team and the, and the, and the outlook for this year let's talk about the current situation with the covid situation there's yeah. all these policies now everybody's kind of tweaked their stuff everybody's yep. been through a whole year of this right. so now it's now i feel like and it, uh, last year was so long, it feels like it was three years, yeah, four years. Oh, no doubt. Um, That's where his gray hair came from. <laughs> a lot of the conferences, including the American, are going, hey, if there's a COVID situation with the team, instead of rescheduling, which was what was done last season, it's going to be a forfeit with the right. team that has the problem. Right. Uh, what is your perspective going into this year with the COVID protocols, number one, and, and how is ECU looking, number two, as far as that's concerned? Well, I mean, I, I think in order to have a successful season, you're going to have to successfully navigate the COVID issue. And uh, it's going to be an issue. It's, it's going to be here all fall. It's, it's something we're going to continue to have to deal with. Uh, but, you know, I always say control what you can control. And that's uh, been a big factor with, uh, you know, the players all spring and summer. Um, and, and they've done a great job. And we, we you know, I say here today, I've got 121 of them vaccinated uh, out of 125 total. Wow. So, you know, we've only got, we got one scholarship player that's not vaccinated right now. And, um, you know, I'm still talking to him. It's just, I've told him, I said, if, if, if you choose to not take the vaccine, then you're going to have to be prepared to adhere to, you know, very strict COVID protocols yeah. throughout the fall because, you know, you're going to have 29,000, 30,000, whatever it is, you know, college students coming back to our campus in a couple of weeks. And, you know, they've been sitting quarantined for a year. I mean, you can imagine what that's going to be like. I mean, yeah. it's going to run through our campus like wildfire. Yeah, it definitely could. And it, it you saw what happened to NC State mm-hmm. baseball yeah. at the College World Series right. when if it affects your team, uh, you're going to be out of luck. Well, and if, and if you test positive, you're going to miss at minimum two games, maybe three. And, uh, you know, that's devastating for, you know, someone. You, you start back, I mean, you're starting starting over again. Players is one thing. What about the coaches? What about the staff? You know, the people that are around them all the time? Co- coaching staff is all fully vaccinated. So, um, you know, hopefully you don't have any issues there. I mean, you, you hope that, you know, the vaccine <clears throat> prevents any of us from, you know, contracting the, the virus. Right. Um, you know, even if we do, then you know it's going to be a lesser uh, you know, reaction to it, but you, you hope you're able to avoid it with that. So, but uh, yeah, everybody's staff wise, we're all vaccinated. On that COVID note, do you know what the number is as far as players available to play in a game on Saturday? Is there a, a number that uh, the league sets, that the team sets? How does that work? 
you know, it's they talked about it some at the at the AD level last year. Um, it would have to get pretty, uh, you know, pretty dire in order for a team not to play. Um, but uh, you know, I, I'm I'm confident that we're in a situation where that should not be an issue with our roster. Coach Mike Houston joining us in studio as we talk ECU Pirate football. Coach Houston in his third year now here in Greenville. Uh, Coach, let's start with the summer workouts before we get to the what's going to happen this fall. How did how did that go under? Big John, how is the condition of the team physically, speed, strength, all those things that they worked it, on it, over it was the past great. couple of months? Yeah, they did a great job. I mean, it's it was it was great to have them, uh, you know, the, for the full summer. And you know, John and his staff. Yeah, I, th- I think John Williams is is one of the top strength coaches in the country, and I, and I say that with zero reservation. I don't care what conference you're talking about, what school you're talking about. I mean, he is. You know he he is a, a an elite person in his field, uh, and you know he and his staff did a great job this summer. You can look at the kids and their, their bodies, and you know I showed the I showed the players a before and after kind of deal with Bailey Malovic uh, last week at our last team meeting before they went home for a few days, and I mean it's he's right at three hundred pounds. He's two ninety six and just cut up two ninety six. Mm-hmm. And you know last year he you know looked like uh, you know a giraffe out there. You know he's so skinny. So. Yeah. Um, you know, and just across the board, so many of the guys look like that. But it's a, it's a, you know credit to the players, to the strength staff, the nutrition staff. You know, the we had the training table for the kids, so they ate well all summer. Um, so it's really been a great summer. Is that kind of the first thing you do when they come in? They report tomorrow, then you really kind of get things rolling Wednesday. Yeah. Do, do you kind of assess where everybody is, strength, speed wise? Like take a well, they at the beginning no, I mean, of camp, or we, do you we, we did that at the end of the summer. Okay. I mean, they've only been they only been gone for a week. So, oh, okay. So that's you know. what you do that at the end of the summer. Yeah, they're not going to deflate in a week. So <laughs> yeah. we hope uh, not. Yeah, they, you know the the the, the, the leadership uh, council, the leaders of the team, will take uh, take the group through a a run tomorrow after just to get everybody back going so uh, that's a player-led kind of deal that they they wanted to do so they'll do that tomorrow afternoon but uh, you know we we'll start off Saturday morning Saturday morning we'll start off Wednesday morning with uh, practice right out of the gate and so you know you'll uh, I, w- I would be surprised if anybody struggles what about uh, another thing that happened during the off season during the summer while we're talking about summer stuff the name image likeness mm-hmm. situation that has gotten approved NIL right. deals What's your? T- this is the first time I think I've talked with you since that's gone down. Uh, what's your take on that? Well, I mean, I, I think as long as as long as it does not, um, you know, does not, you know, jeopardize their eligibility, as long as it does not interfere with their academics or with football, and as long as they can manage it, you know, keeping the focus on the things that are important, uh, I'm all for it. You know, it's it's going to be a deal that can only it can only benefit them and help them. And you know, I've I've told the players anything I can do to help them, be glad to do so. Now, you know, you're pretty restricted NCAA compliance wise, but uh, uh, I think that uh, I think you'll see some guys take advantage of it. And I think it it's probably going to be a pretty good thing here locally in the in the local community to you know further connect our players with. Uh, the surrounding community. Yeah, I think it could end up being a uh, a positive right thing uh, yeah. if done the right way, and uh, be, you know it's so new too. So yeah, a lot of it's uh, it's, it's probably still going to take a year or so to kind of figure out exactly you know what's going to happen. Yeah, just like anything, people are going to bend the rules on it, and new rules are going to be created because, like you said, it's wild wild west right now, and I think it's going to be like like NASCAR, Troy. They change the rules every week. Yeah. We'll see kind of them update what you can and can't do right as we go along. I th- my only reservation is just 
you know how the world is you know it's people trying to take advantage of kids you know just because they don't know something or whatever so if we can as long as we can protect the athletes uh, i think it'll be a good thing all right we're getting ready to get underway with uh, fall camp here typical summer pattern weather-wise here in eastern north carolina is it's a threat to thunderstorm any day and if it now yeah. the rules are if it's lightning or there's thunder out you guys got to come inside right yeah, you got to go inside so so what, this is the time that i uh, ask you the traditional boy <laughs> coach wouldn't it be great to have an indoor practice facility it's uh yeah, <laughs> have, it, has your it, thoughts changed on that at all no i mean it's 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 10 years ago you needed one yeah so i mean we're way it's long overdue yes we, we have to we how have much to get that done. if people are listening right there and we've got some wealthy alums and some people that could potentially write a check or might be willing to to have their name on a building what would it cost east carolina if they if, if someone's out there right now and says you know what i want to make this happen for ecu football one how much does it cost to build even just a basic indoor facility for the football team. Yeah, I think just a basic one. You're looking at probably 20 million. Um, you know, North Carolina just built theirs for 45 million. Um, it's got all the bells and whistles. I don't think you need anything like that. But I think, you know, 20. And you know how building costs are. Right. Know, so 20 to 25 million. I think you would you would have something that's uh, more than serviceable. So and it really right now for ECU and, and look the financial issues have been well documented right. with the department but if someone was willing to step up for that could it, it's it's basically a financial issue that's it so that's the only thing that they have the money for it, they could do it yes or you and, and we have we have we have to find it i mean it's this is no we, you know, we need no you just, we don't need one you have to have one uh if if, if we're going to continue to push the program forward if we're going to be competitive at the highest level which you know, last time i checked that's what we all wanted so you know if we want that then we have to have one all right, Coach Mike Houston with us uh, as we talk ECU football. What is your biggest uh, thing you want to work on in fall camp? They say, hey, look, we got 30 day, or 31 days till kickoff. We want to work on this the most. Just getting everybody on the same page. That's the biggest thing. You know, we we are facing a quality opponent in the opener down in Charlotte. Uh, you know, Appalachian State is a veteran, senior-laden roster. Uh, and those guys have won at a very high level for a long time. And uh, we just got, we've got to be everybody on the same page, everybody rowing in the same direction. And when I say that, I mean, you've got to be firing on all cylinders, all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. If we are, hey, I like our chances. You know, I, I think it's going to be a great ball game. They're a quality, quality program. It's going to be a great game. That would be a huge, huge opportunity for us in the opener. This question I have, it's it's really out of all of our control, including yours, but I do would like to get your perspective on it as you go into conference media day coming up tomorrow. <laughs> also, also uh, interesting timing with that, but yeah. it'll be virtual, so I guess you'll just have some online interviews with folks. But what is your take on all the conference potential realignment, The what the SEC could be up to? Yeah. And, I mean, this is like the top names in college football getting ready to move, and it's well, going to have a trickle-down effect. It's all going to be controlled by TV. Uh, money is going to steer everything where it's going, and so and I, and I, there's no way to predict. I mean, it could. We're going to be in the middle of it. I know that, so it'll impact us. So do do just, you like the idea of Mike Oresco kind of getting aggressive and yeah. saying, you know what, maybe 
the American becomes the the hunter instead of the hunty. Well, the thing is, it's it's, exa- it's exactly that. I mean, it's either you know eat or be eaten mm-hmm. uh, kind of deal. And he, you know, he in our conference, we have to be aggressive because you're really fighting for the survival of the of the league. And you know, there's like I said, there's a lot of money at stake uh, with this realignment. And uh, you know, I think the American is a is a quality brand. I, you know, it's got quality depth top to bottom in our in our programs. So. That's why I say we're going to be right in the middle of it. Mike Houston joining us. Troy, I'm ready to dive into the roster. I know. Are you I, in the – uh, I am uh, – You're the big picture guy. Yeah, I, I know. I feel more. we can funnel it down now to okay. let's, let's, get, let's get in the weeds. All right. Uh, and I want, to, I want to start at running back, Coach. We didn't know – we outside of the program didn't know a ton about Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell at this time last year. You do now. <laughs> we certainly do. <laughs> On that note, there are guys we don't know a lot about that right. are behind those guys this year. So, after that, and Donnie Kirkpatrick said Friday, you got a two-headed monster back there. After that two-headed monster, who are you looking at these next 30 days to kind of step up and earn some playing time, potentially? Well, I don't know. I mean, they'll decide it. And that's it's just like last year. You know, last year you sat here and, you know, you thought it might be this guy or this guy or this new guy coming in. And the players decided. You know, and that's, that's why I say, you know, hey, no no player, no parent, whatever can ever say that in our program that uh, they don't get a fair shot because they all do. And you earn your playing time. And, you know, Rajay and Keaton, you know, they rose to the top last year. And, uh, you know, they, they had great seasons, especially for true freshmen and, and limited preparation because of COVID. Uh, you know, now those two are back and they're experienced. So I don't know. It is, you know, what roles Macy O'Donnell going to be in? You know, uh, Jamani Wilson, you know, I we don't haven't really seen a ton of him yet. Pop McKay, you know, the young freshman, you know, certainly talented. Uh, but they'll decide it. What about the guys in front of them blocking? How, you know, the O-line is such a big deal. How improved will this O-line be? Uh, dr- drastically. I mean, it's, it's the deepest and uh, – most prepared and most talented that we've had since I've been here. And, you know, really when I took the job, it was, you know, it was, it was in tough shape. So, but, uh, the kids have worked hard. I mean, I feel, I feel really, really good, solid, too deep. Uh, and we have some, you know, some thirds that, uh, are going to play in and, and will do well. Is that the hardest position to kind of rebuild a line, you know, the offensive line, defensive line, yeah, both, just, both sides. you can't yeah. do it as quickly as you can no. with some skill players. No, and you, you got, you have to, you have to develop them and it takes time it's not going to happen overnight and that's you know it's uh, it's been a lot of work put into those two fronts and you know there's still you know i think the offensive line is a little bit older so i'd say it's a touch farther along uh the d line uh numbers are great but uh you know they're still young so you know we're still we're still growing right there we had some great news recently that noah henderson yeah. was clear to to get back on the field now you know is he can you pop him right in yeah. to the lineup right is he ready to he roll he has he has no restrictions he's been you know, he's been training all summer mm-hmm. but he has no restrictions when we start fall camp so uh you know we're gonna be smart uh, but he's gonna be out there he'll come out to practice day one he'll be out there right in the middle uh you know in the lineup we had your wife on last week talking about the ladies' clinic. I asked her about the she's, tight end. She's a lot more entertaining than I am. Well, entertaining, but she didn't have any information for me, so maybe you can answer. Keep her in the dark on the football stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Donnie Kirkpatrick said on Friday that uh, that Ryan Jones could be a guy you could use in the slot, kind of use him different ways. Yeah. Uh, what, what is the, you know, Aaron Jarman coming in at tight end? We saw a, a good freshman year from Calhoun. You've got some guy. You finally have a tight end room. Yeah. Coach, I know you're excited about there, that. There, there was one on the roster when I took the job. Yeah. So. And then you had, what, Xavier Smith. They moved him over there, I think, before you got yeah. here. 
um, the kid from South Central, uh, Jeremy. Jeremy uh, was playing there. So now you have a real tight end room. Yeah, you know Jeremy did a great job for us. You know, filling in. It's not, it's not where he really wanted to play. It probably is not the best suit for his skills. Uh, but he's a team guy. So you know, he helped us out there and got us to the point we are today. So Jeremy's back uh, on defense where he wants to be. But I really like our tight end room. And uh, yeah, I mean Shane. Uh, as a true freshman, played a ton last year, did a great job for us. You know, I, I, that kid's he, he's incredible. He's an incredible person, but he's he's really going to be a good player. Um, Ryan Jones, you know, elite athlete. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a transition for him. You know, can he handle everything? If he can handle everything, you know, with the scheme, if he can handle everything with just functioning in our program, you know, daily kind of deal, um, you know, he's got the ability to be an impact player. Um, Aaron Jarman really solid i mean solid solid person solid player uh he's going to be an impact and uh you know you, what what role is zach bird going to play you know it's i had a long talk with him before he went home that uh you know he you know if he tells me what he wants to do and you know, so i told him what he's got to do to do that and so he's got the opportunity and then brian gag i thought had a solid uh you know a solid spring and uh, i think there's a role for him too so is your base offense one tight end on the field, two? One. Just yeah. 11 personnel. That's three receivers, uh, running back, yep. one tight end. Yep. And let's talk about the position that gets the most attention because they touch the ball every time. That's quarterback, obviously. Yeah. Coming back with uh, Holt Nailers as the starter now. I mean, it, it, there's no question, at least it seems like, that this is the your guy. Right. And he's coming back. When I've talked to him, it seems like his confidence has seems here. And now coming in uh, – what is it, year four in the program? Right. Um, really has picked up. You've been with him now for three years. He's, he's getting uh, acclimated to this offense. How much right. do you think, like, will you open things up now with Holden? How much confidence do you have to, like, back when he was uh, younger, he used to run the ball a lot in addition to throw. How much do you like to see him use his legs in addition to his arm? Well, I mean, I want him to I want him to use his legs. Um uh, I want him to. I want him to use it because you know we want to use it. Or he wants to use it, and not out of necessity. I mean, there's times when he does have to have to move around. But uh, you know, I'm, I feel very confident about him. I think part of his confidence comes from the fact that you know he can see everything around him. He's not there by himself anymore. You know, he, he was very limited as far as what offensive weapons we had. You know, for to help him. Uh, you know, two years ago. So, you know, you sit here now, I mean, there's there's quality players at every stand-up position on uh, on offense. He knows exactly what we have up front on the offensive line. So I think his confidence really comes not only from his belief in himself, but, uh, you know, his belief in his teammates. You got Garcia behind him. Who, yeah. Who's left in the quarterback room behind uh, Garcia? Too? So, you know, Mason Garcia, obviously, you know, was a freshman last year. Alex Flynn, uh, who... Uh, came in my first year so uh ryan stubblefield who came in with mason and then walter simmons who mid-year this last january so uh you got five there they're all they're all young behind holton um but there's you know there's a lot of ability right there and you know the battle right now is who's number two and so uh that'll be the the first battler in preseason camp and then after you decide that you figure out who number three is you were able to get a, a spring football in this year, Coach, yeah. unlike last year. How much did Mason Garcia and those other guys grow? How much did you notice that this offseason? No, I mean, they, they improved. I mean, Mason has drastically improved from where he was when he first got here. And, you know, he's a much better version uh, of himself than what we all saw against Navy. He's much more prepared to go out there and play. 
Um, you know, it, quarterbacks are a little bit like offensive line, though, and it is sometimes it takes them a while, you know, to be prepared. So uh, it's good that you have a veteran, a veteran guy leading us in Holton, and uh, you know, you like the development of the young guys behind him. Do you feel you're most loaded at wide receiver on the offensive side? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say any more than anywhere else. I, I think we're really solid everywhere, but you know, certainly. Uh, you have some veteran guys that are experienced there. You know, CJ, Sneed, Audie, you know, they, they've played uh, a lot of snaps. Josiah Hatfield, uh, those guys have played a lot of snaps. And then you have some younger, talented guys that, uh, you know, are there to, to, you know, compete and push them. And uh, those guys will get on the field too. How do you want to structure the offense? You know, is it still kind of 50 50 run pass? Is that how you like to balance it? Still? We, we want to be balanced. Um, but to be, to be honest, I really don't care. Uh, well, I want to score. I want to win. That's it. Uh, I don't care if we have to throw it 70 times or if we have to run it 70 times. I don't care. You know, whatever we have to do to win is what we want. But, you know, ideally it's designed to be a very balanced attack. Clip, you want to take a time out? We'll come back and talk about the defensive side of things. Sounds good. We'll do that. Also, while we're taking a break, let's go ahead and open up the Pirate Radio booty bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, Chandler, what do we got today? Car wash? We got a $20 Captain Special Car Wash from Pirates Cove Car Wash. All right, sounds good. What caller you want to do? Let's do caller number eight. All right, caller eight, 317-1250. We got more with Coach Mike Houston. We'll talk some Pirate defense. Also, if Coach Houston could pick one Pirate football player to compete in specific Olympic events, such as weightlifting, swimming, 100-meter, equestrian, what athlete would he choose for each sport? Also, we're going we're to we're do that one. Yeah, we, we also, uh, before the end of the show, we, we're going to put Coach through a little preseason drill. Get him ready for the media, from what I <laughs> oh, understand. Boy. So we're going to do some practice, can't uh, wait. practice media day questions for you, Coach. All right, maybe a little bit of that coming up. <laughs> Stay tuned. Later on in the show. For sure. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Make sure to watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. Just go to YouTube and search for Pirate Radio TV and join today. Let's say, or excuse me, congratulations to Joe Askew, who is the winner of today's Pirate Radio Booty Bag Giveaway, a $20 Captain Special Car Wash from Pirates Cove Car Wash. Keep your vehicle clean with the Pirates Ready, uh, excuse me, Pirates Cove Fast Pass with unlimited washes for only $9.99 for your first month. Pirates Cove Car Wash, the ultimate car wash experience and the official car wash of ECU Athletics with locations on 10th Street, Fire Tower Road, and Memorial Drive. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right. <laughs> I almost, uh, I almost said pirate radio <laughs> car wash. How do you grade that one out, Coach? Okay, well, we're getting there. He <laughs> <laughs> just needs more reps. We just got to get him more have, reps. I was reps. going to the, the fire. You, got, yeah. you have to get reps. Yeah. He's had like 12 reps today. He's getting worse with each rep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it is past five. I mean, I don't know yeah. what goes on around here. Yeah. Well, don't ask. So. Yeah. The stamina. My yeah. stamina is not great. You got to get conditioning. We got to get him back in camp. <laughs> just right. don't put me in the sand pit, Coach. 
Mike Houston joining us. Troy D, you want to uh, talk some defense? Yeah, we'll lead into defense. First of all, uh, great to have you here. If you are just tuning in, man, you've missed an uh, awesome show so far. You'll have to go to our archive and hear it on one of our many platforms. We have so many places we archive this now between the website, Spotify, our Apple podcast platform, you guys uh, are really YouTube, evolved. Facebook. Yeah, we, I mean, it, this gets archived all over the place. Yeah, so. I mean, but you've evolved this so much just since I've been here. We really have. It yeah. is uh, the last year or two has really kind right. of exploded for us as far as using multiple multiple media outlets. Yes, yeah, I think it's great. But uh, appreciate you noticing. Uh-huh. Thank you. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the defense. Uh, yeah. Speaking about something that has evolved, this defense right. has evolved We're over getting the there. past few years, and it was a uh, you know a little bit of a struggle bus when you got here. I yeah. remember talking to you about it uh, on air, off air about it, and it was a total rebuild on that yeah. side. Let's dive into it a little bit. How, first of all, big picture, how do you like this defense going into 2021? I like it. You know, it's, uh, you know we're, we're still young, uh, but we're a year older than we were last year. Uh, you know, the biggest problem that we inherited were probably two things, uh, you know, when we got here that stood out. One, there was zero depth. There was none. Uh, and then two, our, our, our team speed on defense was not good. Um, you know, staying here today, we have great depth. Uh, we also didn't tackle very well. No, but I mean, that's, I didn't practice you, that. But you have but fixed no, that. But I no, mean, it's there's lots of reasons for yeah. things. But uh, you know, we had to get faster and we had to build some depth. And, you know, we've done that. You know, our stand-up guys can run. Uh, you know, especially on the back end, our speed matches up with our conference now. And so, you know, because of that, you know, you're getting places faster. Uh, you know, you have, you know, good athletes are going to you know, be better tacklers because, you know, they're just going to be able to change directions and adjust. Uh, and then, you know, they're gaining experience. So they're learning more of, and that's the big thing is just getting everybody on the same page. And then, you know, when that ball snapped, you play your freaking tail off. I mean, you, you play with a intensity and a fire that, uh, that, that it's, the game is supposed to be played with. And so I think you're going to see those things from this group this year. We're talking off the air about uh, that. And of course, you know, the linebacker position is so key yeah. to, with that intensity. I feel like Bruce Bivens is a guy that's, it's poised for a breakout year yeah. this year. And he, he has well, been here. We were joking. It seems like eight years. You know, he's been here <laughs> through uh, all the, the, the tough times right. and now hopefully ready uh, brighter days ahead. But uh, your take, first of all, on, on, on Bruce as the linebacker, one of the main linebackers well, you, just, on. you know, great kid great young man i mean i he and i have a great relationship and just uh i love the way he plays you know very intense very intense and he will knock your freaking head off now he he's got a trigger that when he decides he's going he goes so um but you know he's not he's benefits now from having same position coach two years in a row same scheme two years in a row um and, and i think he and the rest of them they have confidence too like we we're talking about with holton they have confidence on the guys around them and so uh, I think you'll see the best version of Bruce this fall. You brought in a recruit from UNC, DJ Ford. This yeah. guy is someone I really want to keep an eye on. I think he could be a you know potential big time star too. What's your take on uh, DJ Ford with this defense? Well, I think first you just meet him, uh, and what an what an impressive young man, and just you know class, character, you know very intelligent. Uh, but now his his length, uh, and you know you pair that with he is experienced. Uh, and he, he's a good athlete. You know, he is going to be a factor. And uh, I think he I think he could have a, a really, uh, you know, a really special year for us. And, uh, you know, he has aspirations and, and dreams. And uh, I think they're they're very real. And so really glad he's with us. A guy like that helps shore up the secondary. What, what else are you looking at in the, with the secondary? This is, a, I know, a year you're looking at really, as you mentioned, add a lot of depth there. Right. You know what? 
you start off I mean at corner uh you know Malik and and Jaquan McMillan I mean those two you know that if you want to know you know what you know what's kind of the what do you want your team to play like you know how do you want them to compete you know it's those two right there I mean it's you know they're not the not the biggest in the world now but they will fight and uh highly competitive uh confident uh, team guys uh, so feel really good about their leadership there, and you know they get you have some guys behind Demel Hickman. You know got a lot of experience last year. I thought I think Nolan Johnson is a starting caliber guy. So really, I think you have three starters there at corner, and Nolan just had a, a really solid year last year, and I think he's poised to have a you know a solid year uh, again this year. So I think you have good good depth and uh, leadership there at the corner position, um, and at the safety position we mentioned DJ. You, know, you have Warren Saber, you know, returning with a lot of experience. Uh, you know, he's played multiple positions. He knows multiple positions. Uh, you know, you have Jawan Powell, who's experienced now. Sean Dorsey, Tegan Wilk played a lot last year. Jaira Wilson at the uh, at the Sam. Gerard Stringer's back healthy. Uh, and then you have the other guys that are going to, you know, they're going to compete and get on the field. Demetrius Mooney, David Laney, you know, Tom Oss. I mean, you have so many, and you have some new guys that. Uh, you know Julius Wood, uh, you know Devin King. You know we'll see. You know how they fit in. So you have a lot of guys. Over the years, East Carolina has has seemed to have a knack for finding a diamond in the rough. And last year it was Elijah Morris who right. jumped on the scene at D line. And years past, I mean Justin Hardy basically went unrecruited and yep. turned out to be Walk a star. Right. Yeah. We have that every year, Coach. Like I said, you found one in Morris, and who knows, there might be a few more gems. But that's kind of the ECU story, and, right. and we love to hear that story. A guy that underappreciated, walk on, and then becomes a star on the team. Right, and Elijah's had a great offseason. His his body is another one of those that's changed. And, uh, you know, he was sitting in my office about a week and a half ago, and uh, just we were just talking about just how much his percent body fat's down. He's the strongest he's been uh so i think you're going to see an improved version of him this year too but you know along that front you know those guys you know every single day they're going to improve because they're going to get you know get a little bit more experience you know get a little bit uh a little bit better and you know they have last year's experience already now i think it was was it 2019 when you brought in all the numbers at d-line and now you've got them on this was, roster it was the signing class in december of 2019 yeah yes. and and now you've got all these guys you know how many do you plan to rotate just on the line game in game out do as, you have a set number as many as are ready to play yeah. you know we're going to stay fresh because you know up front if you can stay fresh uh you can play faster and you can you can really play at a high level so we would like to play a lot of guys across the front kind of almost uh, the ice hockey version of shifting a line where yeah you bring you know Absolutely. three guys go out three guys go three in, in three out. Yeah. yeah i mean those you know those lines they they lean on each other and beat on each other all game and you know you get big guys that are you know have to strain the whole game and they run constantly you know it's it takes a toll on them you know alex turner you know his senior year love alex great player I mean, he played 97 snaps, and you know, if if he could have played 60, uh, he would have been a much better version of of what you saw on the field. And yeah. So that's what you want is just enough depth to keep everybody fresh. Coach, uh, no Jake Verity anymore, but no. uh, I see four place kickers on the official roster here. And uh, what, what's the situation at kicker going into fall camp? Well, I mean, it's open competition. So same thing at long snapper. Uh, same thing at punter. You know, I, we you know we feel like we have good depth and we have s- some good ability now. You know, a little unproven. So uh, you know, Jake was unproven at one point also. So it's uh, it's going to be a fun competition to watch. Uh, you know, Owen Daffer was with our program last year. Was our 
was our backup last year so he does have that experience uh Lath, Lath margin is a, an extremely talented uh you know high school signee that uh, will be a true freshman this year that has just a lot of ability um and carson smith uh young walk-on from uh, south point uh, north carolina uh, so those three guys will be primarily competing for the place kicking position sully harden i would really put him more as a punter although he can do both um so he'll probably be competing mostly with uh luke and john coach i know you're kind of a meat and potatoes type of guy you keep it uh, consistent but any uh trick plays that you'll be working on maybe you don't have to tell us which ones but uh do you <laughs> want to incorporate some of that this year in the special teams well yeah i mean it's who knows we may, we may run the fumble ruski I don't, I don't know <laughs> yeah i just you're gonna have lots of wrinkles uh you know in every in every phase but uh you know i think the the fake punt at the beginning of the SMU game was obviously a, a big big play in that ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, you know the, a, a wrinkle here, a wrinkle there, a surprise here, a surprise there is always good to have. Tyler Sneed is he handling uh, the return game? Who's going to help him out kick return? Well, he's anytime he's uh, you know not dead tired and, and able to go, he's going to be back there. So um, yeah, I mean I I think he's one of the best in the league, uh, punt return and kick return. So. Um, you know, back back along with him, you know, kick return wise, you know, you know, Keaton's going to be back there. Um, you know, Josiah will be back there. You'll you'll probably see Rajay somewhere back there, so you'll see a lot of those guys. Uh, you know, punt return wise, they only let you play with one. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, Malik has uh, been a primary backup uh, guy along with Josiah Hatfield in the past. So, you know, those guys will be there prepared. But uh, Tyler Sneed's going to handle most of it. All right, Mike Houston uh, joining us here today, Coach. The Olympics are uh, going on right now, and. Uh, <laughs> thought we'd do this i got some different olympic uh events and i'm going to throw out an event and a sport and you tell me which pirate on your roster would right. be best suited to compete in uh, in the game let's start uh just weightlifting who, who would you send out there to represent usa and ecu in the weightlifting you know rick debru is a pretty rocked up guy so i'd i'd, I'd probably send rick out there he'd, he'd at least intimidate him <laughs> all right how about swimming have you seen any of your guys in the pool uh, about half of them won't go near water. Now, you know, Holton did grow up in eastern North Carolina, so he, he, he loves the beach. So I'd, I'd say he's a pretty decent swimmer. He's got the lean. He looks, he's he's got looks like length. he could be a swimmer. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just a length. natural athlete. He'd probably be good at that if he wanted yeah. to be. Yeah. All right, let's go 100 meter. Keaton Mitchell. He's the fastest guy on the team. Now, they, they're, they're going to argue. Of course. Like crazy about that, but now he's fast. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I threw equestrian in here because it was on the TV the other day. Really, you're just sitting on a horse, and the horse is doing all the work. But you got to remain calm. You got to remain focused. So, what kind of who, what player do you I, think? I'm gonna say John Young. Okay, he's yeah. got a, he's got a good personality for something like that. he could probably talk to a horse. <laughs> all right, let's go. He, you know, he has to talk to the kickers. There's a lot of similarities. <laughs> <laughs> They're unique people, right? Yeah. Uh, how about floor exercise, gymnastics? Uh, who can flip? Who can turn? Who can do all that? CJ looked good with that little ribbon. <laughs> you know, like, Will, Will he would. And yeah. his hair, his hair yes, kind of yeah. looks he the ribbon. He would be a good gymnast, actually. All right. Uh, ping pong. He's got the hand. Oh, eye Tyler Sneed. Could oh, you imagine him? He'd be like that. Just, what was the, the clip? I believe it's referred to as table tennis. Table tennis. My apologies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, Sneed, as a former Sneed. champion myself, I right, just yeah. Sneed would be a natural. Oh, he'd be great at that. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. And I guess rugby, this is your toughest guy, your best tackler. Who's playing? Me. We, Bruce Bivens. Bruce. We talked about yeah. him all ago. All right, I'll add one. Uh, badminton. <laughs> I'm going to go off the board and say Donnie Kirkpatrick. Donnie, yeah. 
Probably. I could see him yeah. throwing up a net in the backyard, see, yeah. playing a little badminton. How about archery? In flip-flops on the yeah. beach. <laughs> yeah. Coach K probably could do speed walking. I always see him walking yeah. around yeah, town. He, is yeah. he and Shank. Yeah. <laughs> Who would, which coach would do archery, you think? Well, Roy Tesh. Oh, I mean, yeah. He, yeah, he hunts. Yep, you know, perfect for that. So, yeah. Yeah, we could field a whole Olympic team just off our football team. Yeah, let's stick to football. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be, be real good at that. All right. All right, we got one more break to take. Let's do that right now. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up with Coach Mike Houston here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center of Greenville New Extended Care Clinic is now open Saturday and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. so you can avoid the emergency department for any urgent orthopedic care for more information call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com orthopedics east providing services to eastern north carolina and the pirate nation for more than 35 years let's hit back into pirate radio live here's your host clip brock all right getting ready for ecu fall camp players report tuesday first practice is wednesday we'll be covering it here at pirate radio we went down the Roster with Mike Houston today on Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock, Troy D, and the head football coach of the Pirates, Mike Houston. And uh, coach, your uh, your favorite NFL team, the Dallas Cowboys, plays Thursday night. It's our year. And the, oh boy, here we go. Sound like Brian Loaded. Bailey. Uh, I asked you how much of the game you're going to watch, and you said probably zero. That's yeah. work time, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get done about you know probably ten thirty or so Thursday night. So if it's uh, might be able to catch the end of it. Time of your day start nowadays. So I, I'll probably get up about four thirty each morning. Um, we staff meet at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. So uh, got to be ready. Everything's got to be ready when we staff meet at seven. Team meet at eight a.m. So it's I mean, it's it, it's Groundhog Day, you know, starting Wednesday. It's yeah. every day is the same kind of deal. Yeah, Dude, got a little bit of time off for the summer. Had yeah, no, it's good. A few days away. July was good. July was good family time, and yeah. Um, you know, June was hectic with recruiting, but it's been a good summer. I said they moved media day till uh, later in August, which is good because then you yeah. get a lot of camp in. There'll actually be stuff to talk about. There you know, then a lot of times yeah. uh, in the past, media day was before camp even started. Right. Uh, I kind of like it later on. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think we have planned like you know after the second week or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be good. And you we, miss all your friends in the media. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty easy media. Your here. voice got high when yeah. I said that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I, the media around here. The great thing about the media here is they all want the same thing we do. They want to see the Pirates win. Yeah, that's, that's it. true. You know, so you have a group that really is invested in trying to help. And that's not like that at some of the no. other areas. I've had cities. Before. There, I have friends in the media that are other cities, and they're not like just because they cover a team doesn't mean they like the team. I've had you them know? before where they're trying to play gotcha all the time, yeah. and you got to yeah. be very guarded with what you say to them and how you say it. Yeah, we got. We were going to try and get you ready for media day with uh, some questions, right? From, from, from other media, from other media folks. 
Coach, you said you uh, wake up at 4.30 for sure, and uh, I, I'm still – I actually am just going to bed at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, what kind of breakfast do you eat that early for a little bit for sure? Do you go with the cereal? Do you go with the – at 4.30 in the morning? Are you kidding? Just tell me a little bit for sure what you eat at that early in the morning if you do eat for sure a little wow. bit. Wow. Just getting you ready, Coach. No doubt. <laughs> Coach, I saw you have a team go to the movies before a game. What movie are you going to watch? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. Uh, they're great guys, we're not, Yeah, absolutely. It's fun. All right, yeah, oh, we're just fun. having a good time. It, 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 yeah. Glenn's not going to come with an Igo impersonation? Since, Wait, have we done since, it? Since, we since, uh, we since talked the, about it. The new father? Yeah. The new father is MIA. Yeah, congratulations yeah. to Igos. Yep. He'll join us on the phone the tomorrow at 5 o'clock Yeah, talk about his newborn. And Ronnie is the obviously guy, right? Ronnie does Oh, yeah. Igo does the obviously quite a bit. Uh, obviously, I mean, they're, 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 two, they're two peas in a pod. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't get one without the other. That's they don't true. have the voices, though, because Lindsay and, and Al have the voices. Yeah. They, yes. they just know right off the bat. And then Lindsay has all the catchphrases. <laughs> yes. There's so many. And some even got added during baseball season, Coach, that I think might catch you off guard. Yeah. I can see it all over your face there, Coach, a little bit. I can't wait. Ready for a crazy Ivan or two. What's the dumbest question you've ever been asked? I don't know. There's been some good ones. He can't say it, Troy, because you asked him. Hey, you're going to run any trick plays this year? Yeah. There you go. Oh, you've asked. You've had dumber questions than that, I'm sure. I don't know. That's up there. Oh, come on now. <laughs> All right, we are out of time. Hey, uh, when we run trick plays this year, we'll great. refer back to this show and we'll use your answers. Th- th- so. Thanks for having me back on. Great to see you. Can't man. wait to see everybody. September second, then September eleventh. Thirty Pirates days away. Season That's tickets it. still available. ECUPirates.com yeah, get to get yours. We and, need a full uh, house here for the Gamecocks. It'll be, uh, what's the date? September? September 11th. 11th will be the first home game for East Carolina. Correct. September 2nd. East Carolina versus an game. SEC team. It's not often SEC rolls into Greenville. No. So get out there and see it. We Who knows what the ne- next time will be. Right. 12 o'clock kickoff. Look forward to it. Coach, good luck. Thanks. Thanks so much. We'll be talking Appreciate to you soon. It. We'll be back with you Tuesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For Chandler Honeycutt, Glenn Griffin, Troy D., Mike Houston, I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.